Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Cool. Cut his mic. Oh, he got sad. Never mind. Corey DLG. Nico DLG. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, See us the stations. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, the podcast is at NerdDogRadio.com or iTunes or Google, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Buzzsprout. These are all true things. And uh, Facebook.com backslash NerdDogRadio. Interact with us. That's our favorite place to play. It really, really is. Facebook. Facebook's so much fun. And your mom's Speaking house. of Facebook, <laughs> don't forget to head on over there and tag <laughs> us in your favorite Chuck Norris meme Yeah, for a chance to win free tickets to the Conroe Taste Test on May 11th. Taste Fest. Taste Fest. Taste Test Fest? Taste Test Fest. Taste Fest Test Fest. Holla, 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 holla at your boys. Conroe Taste West Test Fest. <laughs> and if you are watching us on the YouTube, um, you look... Well, you're welcome, lady. Well, I was on the screen, but now I'm off the screen. There we there go. You if you're still on YouTube, you see these two logos right here? Those are our boys at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Corey, you got any nice words to say about Space Cadets Gaming Gaming? They're special. <laughs> They're nice. They are nice. They're very nice. No, but, um, you know, it, it's coming up on summertime, and, and sometimes, you know, the kids get start to drive you a little crazy. That's right. That's right. You're just somewhere you can always go and uh, hang out and just relax. Uh, there's games available. There's demo games. You don't even have to go and spend money if you don't nope. want to. There's summer camps. Summer camps you can do. There's uh, they Kids have... are getting all into summer camps this year. Are they? All kids you, everywhere, man. My you, kids are going to a couple camps. Are they? Yeah. Wow, I, I, never, I never went to summer yeah, camp. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to go to summer camp. I can see why. You were a little jerk kid. Oh. That you, would have last, you would have lasted one day at any camp. Really? Yeah. Done. I don't know. I don't, do they send people home from camp? Yeah, of course. That would be so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I'm supposed to be learning something here. So if like... the kids need some place to go hang out, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, your needs for anything gaming related. Absolutely. Uh, Space Cadets right there on Robinson Road. They're uh, they're a lovely sponsor of the show. Some uh, great friends of ours. Family friendly atmosphere. That's one of the biggest things about the place. Yes. Family friendly. There's always snacks and stuff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. There's games to be played, and we hang out there way too much. We do hang out there way too much. Um, but anyway, As grown men. Also, May twenty seventh, we're going to be there specifically. Yep, it's May twenty seventh. We'll be hosting the first Hero Clicks Clicksamania. We'll be crowning the first ever NTCF champion. Of the Nerd Thug Clicks Federation. I was so excited until he did that. <sighs> you will be, we'll be crowning our first champion. Plus, there'll be other side games. We're going to have all kinds of fun going on that day. Plus, we'll be there. We're going to have several events scheduled. We'll sign your baby's head. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We'll do anything and everything to make sure your day is enjoyed. Oh. That's why okay. we have Nico. I didn't, oh. know where that, I didn't know where that was going. So, so guys, guys, yeah. guys, guys. What? We guys. just spent. Guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. We just spent a wonderful weekend not too long ago. Hey, you guys. At the AVC Shreveport Comic Con. This is true. And uh, we I nailed was it. We I, nailed I was it. there. We're talking about it today because the video just went up this week. Yep. So you're going to be able to see it now. So the big thing we did at this con is me and the DLGs walked around. We snagged people who were cosplaying. We just interviewed them. We just interviewed your normal everyday man. Or woman who was, was cosplaying, and it was super hilarious. We put a little preview video together. Uh, it's on on the web on the YouTube page. It's on the Facebook page. Uh, it's hilarious. I, I'm really proud of it. Thank you, thank you. I am you, too. I you am too. You did a good job. Thank you, sir. Goofing off with people. I, I man, I just love cosplayers. I think it's so great. It's you it, like roasting cosplayers more like <laughs> yeah, oh. right. I like to have fun with it. But it, the truth is, cosplayers, man, it's a hard it's a hard thing to do, and it's a hard thing to do well. And what um, sucks is they do it and they do it well, and you go to the convention, 
and you want people to notice your work. Absolutely. You know, you got guys dressed in good costumes. They're grabbing pictures. Like people want to take pictures with them and stuff. And then here comes Nerd Thug Radio. We just put a microphone on their face and give them their own spotlight. We put a what, what do we a microphone on a their microphone face? on their face? Okay, <laughs> like that. Is that <laughs> was that the microphone noise? <laughs> Nico, yeah. uh, make sure we check the microphone before we leave for next uh, convention. Yeah. But uh, which will be what Comic Palooza? Yeah, we'll be at Comic Palooza oh here in a couple God. weeks doing some media coverage. Uh, next week's show is going to be fun. We're going to have some special guests on, uh, so don't miss that. But um. Yeah, so um, what we got going on also is I'm going to put up, we're going to put up every single individual video. That's the big thing that I really, we talked about when we were doing this. You want you want people to be able to kind of showcase their, their talent and their skill, what they worked on. They worked really hard on these costumes for the most part. You want to show them off. A lot of them, there was intricate armor pieces. There were right. things that they worked. These things take time to do. They, they do. don't just fall out of the sky. We, we hung out with our homegirl, L Graves, while we were what there. What up, L? Um, you guys watched the show was last week you get to hear the uh, live not a live but we get to see her live in person i guess for that yeah and she was talking about there was one one uh armor she spent what 800 hours on yeah i tried to call her on that but she said it turns out it was it was a seven foot tall robot so i was like okay you yeah, win yeah, that's a lot of work oh so, yeah they put i a, believe they, you they put a lot of work in there so yeah so instead of just putting all the videos together in one long drawn out process we shortened it down made a funny preview and we'll put everybody's um individual interviews up so they have their own little place to say hey i'm somewhat famous in shreveport louisiana that way they can link to it they can show their friends and family look remember when you guys said i was weird because i wanted to dress up like bass or bass or whatever <laughs> or immobile man immobile what was it mobility man what was it immobility man immobility man immobility man so as we're as we're talking about nerd Dog radio uh, we scored a sweet interview Yes. With a hero of mine specifically growing up. Man. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, which you'll hear that interview a couple segments from now. Yes. But other than that, let's start with Nico. We're going to put Nico on the spot. Oh, no. I wasn't ready. What was your favorite thing or experience while we were at the ABC Shreveport Con? He Uh, was Interviewing a dinosaur. (laughs) That was really, that was super entertaining. It was so funny. Like, so, um, what was it like whenever the uh, meteor showers hit? (laughs) <laughs> it's great. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be scary. <laughs> What's fun is like I was as I was editing the, editing those videos, like we made Nico interviewed like three people, <laughs> and you see the first one, and you were like super nervous, like just, just talking really fast and like trying to get through it, and then you started like getting comfortable and slowing down and blah 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 blah. blah. It was it was pretty sweet. Yeah, you did a good job, man. You nailed it. The optimal word there is made, though. Yeah, Nico, Nico, Nico. Take this microphone. Go talk to this guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I got it. I was t- DLG, we were talking this week, and he said. uh Said, yeah, I'm really proud of him. And I was like, I'm proud of him too. And I was, I, I text him and tell him that, but he's not going to text me back. So nope. I'm not wasting my words on him no, today. No, won't text I'm you saving back. those text messages. So uh, we'll go to you, Corey DLG. What was your your favorite uh, moment or experience from the con? Uh, favorite moment or experience? I think one highlight definitely has to be getting to hang out with El Graves for sure, because we've done those segments over the phone. There's the Homer pick. Well, we've done those segments over the phone, but we have we've never gotten to do them in person before. Nope. Just with the logistics of where she's at and where we're at, so that was cool. Um, and I hope that turned out. I hope that it comes through that we were all excited to be able to do that in person. Um, and then the other thing I think probably just most exciting, uh, just getting to talk to so many different people. Right. Right. Um, you know, I hope everybody had a good time talking to us. I think they did because a lot of people have sought us out. Right. Right. On yeah. the Facebook page, it's been active this week. 
Mm-hmm. People, mm-hmm. hey, you guys were the ones over there. And inter- yeah, thanks for the interview. Hey. Me. <laughs> hey, guys. Is that how people from Shreveport sound? That's my everybody voice. <laughs> everybody, is that what the stick figures in your head say? That's right. Hey. <laughs> okay. okay, I can get down to that. Uh, and then also, most importantly... Uh, just the good night's sleep that I got every you're night. The worst. Oh, you're the worst. Just, just the absolute <laughs> blissful slumber that I. I had to sleep in the bathroom two nights in a row. He did sleep so in the bathroom. Great. I was so great. You know, I don't, I don't feel so bad that you snore like a freaking freight train, and no one else can sleep. Right. The part know. about it is like he just doesn't care. He doesn't attempt in any form or fashion to reduce the sound or anything. Like, What's well, your guys' fault? Y'all should have bought earplugs. No, no, y'all no. should y'all should make room for me. No, no, no. Y'all me... should bow down to the Corey DLG. No, let me be very clear. Here's the thing. I do feel bad about it. You didn't act like it. No, because you guys made such a big deal about it three days before we left. Right. Literally three days before we left, both you and Zach were like, oh, man, we're going to share a room with Corey. We better, we better like, bring earplugs and stuff or we're not going to get any sleep. So you guys knew in advance the situation you were going into. Needless to say, you blew there. There was all be of your sympathy. Again. You blew yeah. all of your sympathy points right there. Needless to say, that won't be happening again. So when I, y'all, I, I did sleep two nights in a row, though. Blissfully, by the way, Nico passed not out like blissfully. a baby. Not the not, second not night. The, not second night. Second he night, was no. so tired the first night that he just crashed out. Second night, not so much. <laughs> that's that's you know you know why because he switched beds. He was laying with Zach. He had to. You flail like a fish out of water with your sleep. That's true. I did punch you you in your junk in my sleep. So my favorite moment of the entire entire convention. Sleeping in the bathroom. My bad. We're we're interviewing the dragon, right? All of a sudden, we're right by where the the, uh, cosplay I love that we can say out loud we interviewed a dragon. Yeah. And uh, Zach's just like, hold on real quick. I'm going to go join the cosplay contest. Meanwhile, Zach's wearing blue jeans and a Nerd Thug Radio shirt, so there's no cosplay there. Right. It's like, what are you cosplaying? I'm just going to cosplay Corey DLG. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Pretty accurate. Yeah. No, so then there's a that. cosplay like contest, basically, where they all have to get up on stage, walk around, introduce who they're cosplaying as, and Zach gets in line, puts headphones on, and grabs the microphone, and just, with all these people who have spent hours on their cosplay... <laughs> And Zach gets up there in a, a Nerd Thug Radio shirt, blue jeans, headphones, and a mic. And just like, hey, guys, to I'm, be, a, I'm Angry Zach. To be fair, he the paid, host, he, he the, host paid of, the entry fee. Right, he did pay the dollar entry fee. And the host of the convention immediately knew who he was cosplaying as. Yeah, he did. Because we were sitting in the front row, and he immediately looked at me and was like, oh, you're this guy. And Y'all both have the beard. That's right. The second part is when we got all the way back home to Houston, and then Angry Zach finds out he's now hosting not one, not two, not three, not four. <laughs> But five panels at the upcoming Comic Palooza. Yeah, I don't understand. And his breakdown is hilarious. I can't put it up. I can't put it up until after after Comic Palooza. Right. But be on the lookout for that video. It will change your life. Well, Golden. It wasn't. It was. It was sort of funny driving into Shreveport when we were, he was freaking out about it. Because I because I said, "Hey, it's two weeks away," and he was like, "No, no, no." And I was like, "Yeah, bro, Comic Palooza is two weeks you got away. Three weekends till we get there. Right. And like, no, no, it's like a month. Like, no, no." No, three weekends, Zach. Well, you're really actually at that point. You're counting the weekend of Comic Palooza. It's literally only two weeks. Yeah, it's only yeah. One, yeah. I'm counting Comic Palooza weeks. So literally, right. you have got two weekends to prepare. Right. And he was buzzing out about one, one panel. And then when we get back, and he gets these new emails, he's reading. Well, he them gets he all like, excited because he's like, "Oh man, I got two free passes. This right. is cool." Oh, I'm hosting another panel and another panel and another, and another panel. And oh another. my God, five panels. <laughs> It was great. I've watched that video. The realization times. on his face and just the realization here is though we got to get to a break, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk a little about some news that uh, DC and Warner Brothers broke this past week. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Ow. 
Hey, this is Joey Savage from Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3 on 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from Hero Clicks to Dungeons & Dragons, from Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny. They've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family-friendly and great-to-go-to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. 49 times we fought that beast. Your old vanity had a chicken head without... Nice, nice. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> it's really mellow. Like, that felt really <laughs> Bring it in real smooth. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, like, he like faded it out. Like I feel like we're about to like admit something. Right. Do you have something you want to talk about? Like... I do. It's called... That is the greatest YouTube video ever. Yeah, uh, it's what it's called. Uh, Bushes of love. Bushes of love. Look it up on YouTube, or just go to Facebook. Scroll down our post. I put it up there. It's from the bad lip reading guys, and it's a Star Wars music video. It is hilarious. How many times did we listen to that? Probably like twenty five times, <laughs> at least thirty five. <laughs> and it we was great. and we also listened to the metal version of it. Oh, that one's almost even better. I think the metal version is better. I think so as well. It's so dramatic. I love it's, it. Yeah, it's great. Just great stuff. Crispy bodies by the door. <laughs> Aunt and Uncle Two Sons in Blue Milk. <laughs> you guys got to watch that show. Um, I'm the Captain Joey Savage. I'm Corey DLG. Nico DLG. And we have snakes on a plane, apparently. Really? Snakes in the radio station. <laughs> snakes yeah. sans plane. Snakes sans We are plane. sans plane. You're right. Ooh, we don't fly nowhere. We... So DLG. Yes. We talked this week. Present. I, I unveiled... <laughs> Some DC WB news, and you had a rather uh, negative reaction to it. That's true, I did. Nico knows nothing about this. Reminds I am completely, well, I know nothing about anything. So, That's Nico, true. get ready. All right, I'm ready. Okay, so this past week, DC and WB have announced that starting in 2018, okay. they are going to unveil their very own direct-to-consumer web streaming service, debuting with... Hang on, hang on. What are your thoughts right there? What are your thoughts right there? I think it's just more people trying to hop on the, hey, we're like Netflix, but it's going to be infinitely worse and also way too expensive. Okay. Probably 10 bucks a month. Yeah. That's uh, way too expensive. Exactly. So they're going to debut two shows on this. Ready? That's going to be their flagship. This is their big push. The first one's going to be a live action show called Titans, the uh, the show they've been trying to get on different networks, TNT for a while. They've been shopping Titans for like two hasn't, hasn't made, years. Hasn't made it, but now it's found a home. <laughs> right. Thank God we can just air it ourselves. Yeah, I know. Nico, are you ready for the next one? Okay. Young Justice Season 3. Oh, why'd they have to? Oh, see, no. See? Why'd they go and do that? <laughs> why'd they go and That's go and do it. that I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go pirate it now. Like I don't... Right. Like, they just, they just, I can't even say anything. I'll take like, that one month free trial so I can watch it all, and then I'll immediately never okay, come so, back. So let's, let's, let's start rapid fire question. You ready? I'll ask the questions, Corey DLG, you determine. Can you get these the snakes out of here? I can't see you. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. What, what camera? Are you? I want, give me, give snakes, snakes on a plane. Snakes, snakes on a plane. Snakes. snakes. Yeah, okay. there you go. You ready? Do you think... I'm going to answer in the form of a snake. In the form of a snake. Okay. <laughs> Do you think they're going to take the normal route where they release weekly episodic episodes, or are they going to go the Marvel Netflix style, 
where they release, or I guess not even Marvel, just a Netflix style where they release everything at once. I'm going to answer Western Pygmy Rattlesnake. Okay. Which is common knowledge. Uh, They're going to do this in the worst way possible. Okay, so the worst way. For example, if you're walking through the desert and you come across a Western Pygmy Rattlesnake, you know this is the worst scenario possible. Correct. Short of encountering a ghost Indian. So it's like you'd rather you'd rather bump into like the evil spirit of Chief Navajo at that point okay. because you could Scooby Doo your way out of that. <laughs> um, but what's going to happen here is the WB is going to ask like a hundred people, "Hey, would you rather binge watch a whole season of Titans and a whole season of Young Justice for ten dollars, or if we do like the the powers approach on the PlayStation Network and do like a weekly episode, and you're going to hate it? Is it okay if we do that?" And everyone's going to say no. Don't do that. We want to binge watch, and they're gonna they're gonna they're do it. it. They're gonna do it. Um, yeah, no, they're gonna we're gonna get screwed on this one. They're gonna they're gonna make it so that you can't watch the entirety of Young Justice season three in a single sitting. Well, yeah. they won't release them all at once. I guarantee you, what they'll do yeah, is they'll like, do. What I'm saying is, like with the free trial that they're gonna give you, with like here's their here's your two week free trial. They're gonna make it impossible for you to finish the show. You're gonna they're gonna release them like in in like bunches. I bet. Bunches? Yeah, they'll, they'll make it sure you can get through halfway through the season. Yeah, bunches, release... and, bunches and bunches of O's. Like, let, let's <laughs> let's move past that. He doesn't know how to grant. Yeah, let's say they're doing 24 episodes of Young Justice. Okay, they they'll, go 12 and 12? No, they'll go like six. six. And six. Yeah, they'll go like six of those. Six two, arc? Six arc? N- probably not even, no. Probably not even a whole story. They're just going to do six episodes and like two Titans episodes in like the first month and a half. So here, here's my here's my thoughts though, so far. I'm not going to pass judgment. It's terrible. I'm going to devil's advocate, as it's I usually trash. do for Corey DLG, on every subject possible. I'm going to answer you in the form of a snake. Okay. They haven't gotten anything right movie-wise. Correct. Terrible. Okay? But TV-wise, they've done pretty well. No. They, no, they've no. done well TV-wise. Are you no. kidding me? No. What have they not done right with TV-wise? You're giving them credit. All their shows on WB, there's four of them now, Do- Wildly popular. On, on first there. of all, it's the CW. CW. You're giving them credit for what's made it to television. What you don't, what you're forgetting, is all the backroom stuff that they keep screwing up. Like for a minute there, there was a Young Justice Green Lantern animated hour on Cards. I'm Network. not talking animated. I know, but but but, but, but live we action are because stuff. We're, but we're talking. I guess about we got to talk both. Yeah, but okay. So here's how here's here's what I'm getting at. Uh, for those who don't know, I don't know. I, I think we talked about this kind of briefly in the show. And I'll try and be rural type. Yeah, you better hurry. You got 20 seconds. Okay. So Green Lantern uh, and then Young Justice had a little block. action yeah, pack the, hour. It was the DC animated block on the cartoon. Right. right, right. And they were doing little 12, like little three minute shorts in there too in different animation styles. They did some really cool stuff. They goofed it up. Uh, they goofed it up because Cartoon Network really only wanted maybe one more thing and they wanted a, a Justice League of some kind. Instead, DC brought them Beware the Bat. Right, right, and then which, did you well. Which was awful. It didn't. It, I, I like it personally, but it did terribly on right. television. It was the wrong Batman. It was the wrong the whole thing. The whole thing. The formula was just screwed up. It which was is wrong. so weird because they've screwed up the animated like TV shows, which but is, they nailed the animated movies. Right, they screw even, up the live even, action even, movies. Even they the nailed the live action TV shows. Like, do you ever want to see a trend here? But, but I don't think they. I don't see. I think you're giving them credit for what other people do because here's the thing: Titans. Hasn't had a home no, yet anywhere. No, it hasn't. And DC is instead going to say, well, then we'll just air it ourselves because we know what we're doing right, now. But, 
But the you're not giving is, them credit the fact that Gotham's done well, the Flash has done well, the Arrow's done well. Right, but you also Legends have to, tomorrow. You also have to think about like what they pitch that doesn't go anywhere. Well, you're gonna pitch all kinds of stuff. But DC, DC you're gonna pitch a hundred ideas. If five stick on TV, you're good. But DC has been bizarrely overconfident about their properties this whole time. I'm just worried what's like what's gonna happen. Like, are they gonna want to? Cause they just signed like we just talked about. They signed a deal with Netflix. Right, and got all their stuff off of Hulu. When it comes to the Flash and Supergirl, and, and they have stuff. a they have a CW the Seed, Se- Seed, which they've got a uh, cartoon vixen show, and they've got Gotham over there on Fox. Are they going to try to bring these over to? They probably will. They probably will. They probably all will leave Netflix. Probably. Yeah, that's it's kind of a it's kind of a weird move that they would sign such a large deal with Netflix and then, and then, do then this. Um, immediately try and be like, oh, but, but we want to be our own Netflix. Well, and and then, here's, here's the thing though. I now just they have think, to tread back. I just think without the luxury of being able to have to push things through. The the standards are whatever. the standards are going to slide yeah, they can tremendously. Which so okay. we just talked about. I told you about this. Uh, they've very quietly canceled the show Powerless. Like they haven't made any kind of statements, but it was supposed to air this past Tuesday, not on their schedule. See, and I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a DCWB thing. I think that's a network. Thing. Well, no, it's not very good. But yeah, it's a so terrible now show. Like, well, you know, it's only a thirty minute block. Well, you know, let's just put it on our own channel. Oh, Constantine! Like I love Constantine. It never got picked up for a second season. Oh, Con- let's bring Constantine back. Constantine might be the one that winner. Work. N- n- the one winner in all of this right. is that Constantine may come back. Which would be great because it was a great show. It was on NBC, which NBC, nothing really comic related has, has made it on NBC. No. And, and I, just like just like CBS and Supergirl, by right. moving over and being cheaper, it might work better. So, I mean, they haven't said anything they're going to do more original content or they're going to try to bring everything they already the thing- have. Like, what's going to be on it? But all they've said is these two shows are going to be on it. Nothing else. That's their, those are their flagships. I think it's also a really important thing to note is that Netflix didn't start doing original content till a re- uh, till a recent time. Until, like, really recently. Like, yeah, Netflix, Netflix used to be, content is, like, brand spanking new. When and you the fact well, that they, and no, the no, fact no, that, no, 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 that's, that's actually not... Netflix it's been around for a, a little successful bit. Successful original content is new. Well, yeah, well, I mean, they, like, the more, the more popular, the, the good shows that are now they Netflix threw, original. They, they threw a lot of stuff against the wall early on. Uh, Lilyhammer yeah, not very was good. terrible. And it's... You, ever, no one knows even what I'm talking about. I do. But it was a Netflix original show. I can see show. that guy in my head right yeah, now. Yeah, and it was... It was he's like he's an Italian mobster from New York who gets stuck in Sweden or something like that or oh, Norway. Like a great premise, and it's like his weird. It's very like Seinfeldian comedy, mm-hmm. and it had a lot of prominent comedic writers. And they were like, "This is going to be one of those cool hip things." And like seven people watched it. So the, the only thing that would make me want to get this service, besides this, might be the only way to watch Young Justice season three. It sounds like it's going to be the only way. Is if they do so the WWE Network? I'm a huge fan of, and they put all of their stuffs on there now. All the past pay-per-views. It's going to be hard to get all this stuff together, though, because it's all spread out. Like, it's on, like... No, but what I'm saying is if they take all of their animated videos, right. all the old animated cartoons, and just put everything on this thing yeah, to have it's content... it's kind of hard to find some of everything. I'd be no, no, I'm, sure I'm sure they know where it is. The problem is I think it's all spread out. Like, right. Yeah, no, Some of I'm it's saying. on Netflix. Some of it's on, like, DirecTV. Some but of like, it's, like... I'd pay $9.99 to watch any If you had DC, the whole library. I had every DC animated movie they made. I'd, I'd pay $9.99 a month for that. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's. I don't, I don't think they have enough content to warrant the price tag. Right. You got to remember WWE at least right, has no. forty years of paper. It's going to be somewhere between six ninety nine and twelve ninety nine. No more. No less. It's going to be. It's going to be thirty dollars. <laughs> it's going to. It's going to be. They're only going to let you pay yearly, and it's going to be yeah. thirty dollars. Yeah, it's going to be thirty dollars, and Nightwing's going to look like he came out of somebody's garage. Thirty dollar one time. Starfire's going to be a former adult film star, like too down on her luck. Like it's not going to be good. 
It's not going to be good. Time will tell. We are going to get Young Justice Season 3 finally. Oh, uh, yeah. If too they bad, launched too bad this, they were like, hey, guys, it's behind a paywall. If they launch this uh, early January, I'm going to win with my, my prediction for when it's going to hit the airwaves. Just stay back and watch, ladies. No, they I'm, said a, 20, I'm upset. They said 2018, and I bet they got to clear out these Netflix contracts. I'm, well, if it's 2018, I, they, I mean, they don't I think, have to do that stuff. I think or, they hecked up. I think they messed up real bad. They hecked up? They, they hecked, hecked up. up. They hecked up. <laughs> they hecked up. So you would say it's a Texas coral snake of good ideas. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. They ran into a coral snake. Red and yellow, kill a fella. Red and black, bite him back. They messed up. Do you bite snakes? Well, if it's a red and black one, yeah, you bite them back. They don't hurt oh. you. Oh. You never heard of this thing? You are panamanian. Right. Well, I heard that saying. There I, you go, Nico. I avoid snakes at all costs. Right. See uh, how you see how the red and yellow touch here? Oh, that means okay. poisonous. Oh. If the red and black touch, not poisonous. But the red and black are touching in the red segments. No, shut up. You're being stupid now. Because those are black polka dots on a red okay. section. Okay, now you're acting like Zach. I'm just saying red and black are clearly together on that one, so I would Look. incorrectly bite the coral yeah. snake. Well, I and hope, then die. I hope you do. Well, Never no one lives you're forever. snoring again. <laughs> Nothing lasts forever. So the consensus is with Nerds Like Radio that they messed up here. They, they messed, messed up, up so bad. Yeah, they, this, they, is, this is a mistake. They pulled the Nico. Mm. And with that, mm. we're going to take a break. When Rough. we come back, you guys are going to hear our sit down with the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. It's pronounced DiBiase. Nerds Like Radio. There you go messing stuff up again. <laughs> no nice things. There was this huge mess and had to change the floors. Oh, hey, it's Corey. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. How are you doing? You can hear our show live every Monday, 1 to 3, on 104.5 and 106.1. They're sister stations. Or you can catch us on IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. I'm Corey DLG. Nico DLG. Listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. stations. Worldwide at... IRLoneStar.com. And the podcast can be found at? Prison? Yep. iTunes. Oh, Stitcher. iTunes, Buzzsprout. Google Play. Uh, Facebook.com backslash Radio. We post it up every week. That's true. And uh, NerdThugRadio.com. And at your mom's house. I just put up a bunch of new pictures <laughs> on the website from us this past weekend at Louisiana Comic Con. Oh. So you can view those. Um, pretty sweet. There's I a, like photos. There's one of Nico and Zach Attack in a huge chair. It was That's a good one. Pretty awesome. But while we were there, Corey, we uh, got a chance to interview, a, well, I mean, I guess a hero of mine, I guess, wrestling-wise. Loved this guy when I was a kid. Yeah, he's a big deal. He's a huge deal. He's a huge deal. Uh, the Million Man, million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. I got to tell you, there's not a lot of times you get to interview somebody who you actually watched on television. Right. When That's- you were younger, it was awesome. And just so you know, everybody's got a price. Sit back and relax and listen to the Nerd Thug Radio interviewing Ted DiBiase. This takes forever. Corey DLG here with ABC uh, Conventions here in Louisiana Comic Con in Shreveport. Here with the, our biggest guest to date, the legendary, the great WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. Million Dollar Man himself, Ted DiBiase. How are you today, sir? Doing very good, man. How are you? I'm doing very good. And we really appreciate your time today. Um, so kind of going in chronological order, talking a little bit about the, the NWA days, if you don't mind kind of getting started and touring and all that stuff before it kind of got all centralized with the WWE? Uh, again, I grew up in wrestling. Uh, I wrestled in, in, in started actually right here in the Shreveport area, Mid-South Wrestling. Uh, again, I again I grew up in the wrestling industry, so it's been a part of my life, all of my life. Uh, 
regional days. I started here in WWE. I mean, I started here in, uh, in Mid-South for Bill Watts. Uh, I went from here to Amarillo, Texas, from Amarillo, Texas, you know, to back to Amarillo, Texas. Then I went to New York the first time. Uh, my last show in New York, the first time around, was with a guy named Hulk Hogan, who was brand new. He was the bad guy. I was the good guy. Uh, I came back to Mid-South. I spent the better part of the first 12 years of my career in Mid-South wrestling with Cowboy Bill Watts. In my estimation, Bill Watts uh, was probably one of the best wrestling promoters that I ever worked for because he not only was a promoter, he was a wrestler, so he understands the psychology of what we do. Uh, and the storylines were were, you know, were were unbelievable. Um, so I learned a lot. I give, I, live, I give Bill Watts a lot of credit for my knowledge and my early education in the wrestling business, which basically set me up to, uh, you know, become this character, the Million Dollar Man in the WWF. Uh, Vince McMahon selected me, you know, because of the character that he saw in me, which basically was, uh, you know, the bully, the bully heel who talks real big, and then when somebody gets in his face, he becomes a coward. And, you know, he does everything underhandedly, and you never get tired of seeing a bully get his butt kicked. And so that was that was basically the essence of the Million Dollar Man. And uh, I was the Million Dollar Man as a wrestler from 1987, uh, basically to about the end of 1993. Uh, uh, I came back with to the WWF in 19... Uh, early 1994 as a manager commentator this is after a neck injury um and i managed and i commentated until 90 uh until like 96 uh and then 97 8 and 9 uh i was contracted with wcw probably the worst mistake of my life uh going going there uh, now can i ask why do you say that specifically or is there something just uh, a bad experience Specifically because uh, I had no issues with the WWF, but what had happened in my personal life, uh, being on the road constantly was not a good place for me. And so when I was a commentator and a manager, initially it required me to be at the TVs and in, in the studio once a week. And Vince decided to put me back on the road with a couple guys, namely... Uh, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Sid Vicious, uh, and personally didn't feel like Vince was interested in my, my personal problems. The road was a hard place for me, and that's, you know, the road got me in trouble. Uh, nearly cost me on my marriage, so if you're going to quit drinking, stay out of the bar. So being on the road with a bunch of guys was not a place where I needed to be. And so when the opportunity came up to go to WCW where I could go to the TVs every week and special events and not be required to be on the road. That's really why I left. I should have had, a, I should have spoken with Vince about it. Hindsight. Since then we've had that conversation. Uh, but WCW was probably the poorest run organization I've ever worked for. Uh, you know, all the stars that were in the WCW were guys that were created by Vince McMahon. Uh, and I think the only star that, uh, uh, they could take credit for would be Bill Goldberg. Uh, everybody else was created and by Sting, me. right? Uh, yeah, and Sting. But Sting was a star already. Oh, okay, my, okay. And, and as far as I was concerned, uh, he didn't need to be made a star. Um, 
but again, I, you know, again, so what did Vince do? Vince created new stars. Um, and uh, so anyway, I, uh, you know, my, my, uh, my overall career in terms of wrestling as a vocation in life ended for me right at the, at the end of my days with WCW. Uh, I've been in a ministry for 16 years that I established a nonprofit organization called Heart of David Ministry. I speak at churches. I speak in rehab centers and jails. Um, and I, I do a number of things through my ministry to help uh, disadvantaged kids, orphans, uh, people in need. And that's primarily what I've done for the last 16 years. Uh, I'm still on a what they call a legends contract with the WWE, uh, which means I show up at WrestleMania and the Hall of Fame every year and occasionally when they want some, one of us to make a cameo appearance back on the show. And I'm more than happy to do that. I mean, I wouldn't be here. Uh, I wouldn't be having this conversation right now. I wouldn't be able to travel around the world and make appearances if it had not been for Vince McMahon and what the WWE did for, for me in, in my career. So I'm very grateful for that. And a lot of that is characterized perfectly probably in your story that everybody's got a price in your book as well, Absolutely. The Million Dollar Man. Absolutely. I mean, everybody's got a price. Basically, it's my, it's my, my story of salvation, my basically returning to the values that I was taught when I was a very young man. Uh, and, of course, I got caught up in the, the limelight. And, I mean, you know, I went from on the road in the regional territories to Learjets and limousines and action figures and uh, traveling the world in first class and be treated first, in first class. And, and so, uh, again, the road's a hard place. Um, you know, fame is not what it seems to be. It's what you make it. Um, you know, and if, if, you, if, you, uh, if you make yourself accountable... Uh, which we all need to do, then you can avoid some of the pitfalls. Uh, but when you're on the road like I was and you wrestle in front of a crowd in a, in a sold-out coliseum, you know, people go, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. You know, and, yeah, it is cool. You walk into a building and everybody knows who you are. But when that show's over, you go back to an empty hotel room in a city where your, your, your family isn't, uh, and you're looking at a TV and four walls, and that can become a very lonely place night after night after night. And that's how guys start, you know, and then you get hurt. When you get hurt in our business, well, that's an old saying in showbiz, the show must go on, especially if you're a star. So uh, if you can't all, at all, you, you, you want to be there. Uh, and so you, what, you take a pain pill. And sometimes those pain pills become addic addictive, it, all kinds of things. I never had an addiction like that, but I can see very easily how it happens and how it happens to a lot of guys. Um, you know, for me, it was uh, it was infidelity. Uh, you know, and and that's what almost ruined my my family life. By the grace of God, I had a wife that was willing to forgive me and give me a second chance, and I took that chance and ran with it. And again, went back to the values that I was taught when I was a very young man. My dad was a wrestler, but my dad never wanted me to be one. My son tried wrestling. I didn't want him to be a wrestler, not because I don't love wrestling. It's, I was afraid of all of those things that come along with it, not just in wrestling, but in any form of entertainment or any, anything that, you know, uh, anything that, where you're famous. Uh, you know, so it's a, it's a fear as a parent. Uh, but again, uh, I'm very grateful. Uh, if, if I had it all to do over, I'd probably do it again, but I would, I would have made some other choices. 
Uh, well, I really appreciate your time. We're going to get you out of here with some rapid-fire questions. I know people are starting to gather here because everybody wants to meet the million-dollar man. Uh, your favorite rivalry that you had during your career? It's hard to pick one. Uh, the first one, I would say, with the Junkyard Dog, when I first turned heel, was, uh, was one of my favorites. Another one here in Mid-South uh, was with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, when I went to the, you know, the WWF, um, you know, I mean, the first year I was there, basically, uh, you know, me and Andre the Giant went all over the country and wrestled Randy Savage and uh, Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan and a number of characters. Um, you know, I, I, I had a I had a pretty good run with Jake the Snake while I was in the WWF, uh, and again, he's one of one of my favorites in terms of, of a guy I loved working with because he's. He's one of the best. You know, he made my job easy. Um, uh, what did you think of his documentary on Netflix? Did you, did you enjoy it? Did you catch it? Uh, I was in it. You know, I was I was interviewed in that documentary. Yes, I'm very proud of Jake. I mean, Jake, you know, and he's a guy who's been through hell. You know, you, if you've seen the documentary, then you know. Uh, and to overcome what he's overcome is, you know, it's pretty amazing. I mean, uh, I've known Jake since the very beginning of his career, which started here as well. And... Uh, to see him pull out of it like he did, it was, it was, you know, it was great. Very proud of him. Thank you very much for your time today, Mr. DiBiase. We appreciate it. As always, uh, the DVD, everybody's got a price. The book, uh, the, million, the story of the million-dollar man, the coolest belt in all of wrestling. Uh, make sure to check out his website. We're going to have that posted on some YouTube clips for you and put it on the Facebook for you as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Would you mind saying? Awesome interview right there, DLG. I nailed it. You nailed it. I nailed it. So going into these interviews, uh, we, you never really know how they're going to respond to you, right? Every you right. Know, all these ones that we've done, and so you were like, okay, give me some pointers. What what should I what should I say here? I said, I'll, make sure you ask him this. Make sure you ask him this, and let's try to get this in there. You ask him one question, and he just steamrolled for like and five or six minutes. He gave hit, us everything. Hit everything we wanted, and then such a great save there when he started talking WCW. Like, oh, you want to elaborate on that? He's like, yeah, sure. I was like, oh. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because when he said that, when he said that, how, like it was the worst move of his career. For a second, I was like, I was like, how do I get him? I gotta stop him right here. I want to like, hear about this. Yeah, don't go past this. And because he was gonna, he was he was gonna go on. He was. And so I was glad I stopped him there. I also felt a little weird challenging him on Sting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. It's, it's Sting, right? <laughs> but but he was accurate saying Sting was already a huge deal in the NWA, and then he just came to WCW. I still think that Chris Jericho is the greatest product to ever come out of WCW. Yeah, but his probably his biggest arc occurs for him at WWE. Right, but they built so, him up to how big he was. So by right. the time he came to WWE, he, he was, was ready for that big. Yeah, push. I mean, Bill Goldberg was a flash in the pan. I mean, he wasn't around that uh, long uh, in WCW. I mean, no, he, he really wasn't. But he, right. in, in people's memories, yeah, he sticks out. Well, because it was a huge NWO thing, and he was the guy that knocked Hogan off off of his. Uh, of, he was, Rona, he was like the, the only untouchable right. guy in WCW. Hope you enjoyed that interview as much as we did. Uh, let's take a break real quick. Uh, when we come back, we'll get into more nerdy stuff. You're yeah. listening to uh, Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Hey, I know you're listening to the show. I know you heard it. I know you love it. This is Corey DLG. Just letting you know you can look at my pretty face all day on YouTube. Just search uh, Nerd Thug Radio. Joey Savage is there, and we even let Nico talk sometimes. Corey DLG, Nerd Thug Radio, YouTube. We out. Yo, never my daddy never care about me. That's like the story of my life That's right there. That's your anthem right there. There yeah. it is. That's my anthem. I need that like every time I walk into a room. That 
that Aww. place. Oh, Joey doesn't my, have a daddy. That's Aww. my uh, that's my theme music right there. Aww. It's way better in the metal version because of uh, <laughs> yeah. because it's super emo. Yeah. So welcome it's back so to Nerd Thug Radio. Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG, the man with two dads. Uh, Nico DLG. <laughs> you should put that as this thing next time. Corey DLG, the man with two dads and won't share. Um, this is the dad hoarder. The dad hoarder. <laughs> so, hey, there's a pretty sweet run of days coming up this week. That's right. Check your calendar, folks. Because Corey DLG, on Thursday, on Thor's Day this week, it's now going to be... May the 4th, Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Also, that night, so we'll just say Friday. Okay. Also, what what's coming out? Friday is Cinco de Mayo, first of all. Cinco de Mayo. So seven margaritas are going in. That's what's up. You know you what know? I'm saying? Did you know? Salsa, 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 salsa. Cinco de Mayo is on May 5th this year. Right. They scheduled it May 5th this year. Mind blown. <laughs> Which is a Friday. Mind blown. I'm, I'm super stoked about it. Typically, Cinco de Mayo is during the week. They put it on like the second or something. I don't know. what. The, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. You know me in Spanish. It's difficult. Yeah. I think Cinco is one of the sopapilla things that you no, put no, the honey no. in. Um, so, backstory, real quick. Yes. Back in the day. Ali Savage used to work at the Red Robin right there in the Woodlands. Okay. And the Hispanic restaurant. I believe you mean... Lupe Tortilla. <laughs> which barely... No, no, no. I'm saying this on purpose. Okay. The Hispanic yeah. state restaurant, Lupe Tortilla, put on their big billboard, Cinco de Mayo is May 5th this year. <laughs> <laughs> Out of anybody, they should know what Cinco de Mayo means. Well, they do. They know that it's a sopa pia that you put honey <laughs> okay. in. Okay. I bet so, you serve it on the 5th of May. <laughs> what right. also is coming out on Cinco de Mayo this year? Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I'm, volume Dose. I am Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. It sounds like Elmo Groot. Elmo Groot. <laughs> <laughs> and then... What if Elmo was in that movie? Oh, Saturday. my God. Oh, man. He the following day... A, he's in one of the prisons again. Yeah. The following day... <laughs> he's just in the background. Oh, like he's, he's the walking, cameo. Walking, he can't even carry the tray. So he's like, carrying it for him. <laughs> he's the cameo. Elmo, Elmo wants his snack back. He's like the Howard the Duck of this this movie. Someone's traded Elmo for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> you oh. find him in the collector's like closet. Yeah, that'd, that'd be great. Not even in one of the cages. He's just just look, in the closet. He's literally just got thrown away. The maid's like walking him out the back. Elmo very valuable. Elmo valuable. <laughs> Elmo won TV since 1980. <laughs> you were on TV, Elmo. You so were on TV. the following day, yeah. Cinco de Seis. Cinco de Seis. Is free comic book day. FCBD. We'll be hanging out at uh, Space Cadets we Gaming. Are, Gaming. We are definitely going to stop by our friend Space Cadets and celebrate the free comic day. Go, go check out their. Go check out Space Cadets Collection. Collection, the mother store. They've got some guests that'll be there for that day. It's going to be super oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. neat! I didn't know that. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, they have lots Neato. of guests that are going that day. Oh, that's There's exciting! Like eight of them, I think, authors and all that Ooh. kind of and stuff. We'll be there too. They also have some. We're also good. They also have some food stuff going on that day. And Everyone loves have, food. They will also have some celebrity guests, aka Nerd Thug Radio. Hey. I, don't, I don't like how you said that. Celebrity guests? You said some celebrity guests. Yeah, some. I am a celebrity. guest. You're a C lister, bro. I am. You know, I'm so close to being a B. You guys are holding me back. <laughs> if anything, you're holding us back. Listen, oh, I'm the face no, you're not. that built the place. Not even close. <laughs> I don't know. I, got nothing. I don't build stuff. So during the break, uh, DLG of the Corey Variety, who thinks he's uh, C plus list, A-lister? A-list. <laughs> we, were, we were talking Goo Goo Dolls, 
they're they're coming here shortly. No, wait, don't put this evil on me. Nico is obsessed with the Goo Goo Dolls. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, within the last that's because forty five seconds, we're talking about top songs, and Iris is Goo Goo Dolls' first and second hit song. Ever since Nico met Woody at ABC Shreveport Comic Con, he's been in love <laughs> with the Goo Goo Dolls. That's true. That's true story. So uh, I was actually telling the story. I, I saw them in concert many, many years ago. Many moons ago. Um, and Goo Goo Dolls, I didn't know this at the time, but it turns out they started out as a punk rock band. They did. They did. Um, from the West Coast scene. They were very much like the like the loud, violent punk rock. Right. Not like California pop punk, but like like the, vandals. Like, the punk pop. Like Not punk pop. The punk rock. The punk rock. Right. And so if you don't know that about them, you're in for a really huge disappointment when you see them live because – uh, Resnick, the lead singer, he's actually like the bassist and lead singer. And if you know anything about punk rock bands, the bassist is the guy you find the night before the show. And you're like, look, just slap the bass. We don't care. We're going to scream at a microphone for an hour. So like, he's like the least important member of Goo Goo Dolls until they accidentally hit it big with Iris and a couple other ballad-type songs. Well, I guess he's, he's kind of a laid-back character. And so him and the original lead singer of the band, who now plays guitar, they take turns singing the songs and the other guy just can't sing at all. He's a, he's, he's a punk rock. Singer. He's a punk rock guy, right? So it's all like just the the old school back of the throat, just got rough, just like like he would probably nail a vandal's like, but he, he that's not the guy singing Iris, but it is. And what happens is Resnick will get on stage and he'll be like, "Hey Houston, what's up? Hanging out with you? We love you. This is our hit song, Iris." And then the other guy sings it. And like, so what it sounds nothing like right. actual Iris? I didn't even. They played their. They opened with like their their biggest song, their number one hit. They opened their with, number one and two hit. They opened with yeah. <laughs> they opened with like their four known songs at that point, like the ones that had played on the radio. And it took me about ten minutes to realize that I had just missed the the only Goo Doll songs that I know. Baby, relax, don't make cry. Right, because the other guy was singing them. So like, with, they were taking turns singing the songs, and Resnick was singing the songs that like the B sides. And the other guy was singing all of their hits. Now, I don't know if they just alternate, like, based on what city they're on. Maybe so. Because I never went to see another one of their shows. Because you got bamboozled. Yeah, because I got hoodwinked. You were hoodwinked. You, I got, was, you were I, hoodwinked. I was hoodwinked. Um, but they are coming back to town, and it just, it makes me think of two things. Like, either Resnick hates singing his hit songs, which reminds me of two different bands, Journey and the Ataris. So if you remember Journey, Journey originally didn't sing ballads. Mm-hmm. They, they were, like, an 80s power band. And then ballads started to Come kind around. of creep in. I think Faithfully is the first one. And then on the next album, like Forever Years and all kinds of other like I don't like to take journeys. Um, huh. Man, I, huh. I listen to, there. right now, if you're if you're in Houston, traffic in the mornings, 95.7 is, is, is killing it with uh, with just music. Just, and they're playing a ton yeah, of journeys. let's just go ahead and plug another radio, radio station, station on, on radio this station. radio station. Okay, If cool. you're not going to listen to us, why? I You know what? I don't need you. No. <laughs> But anyway, so the and, then he was, so, and then he was fired. <laughs> so the lead singer journey, he does wind up quitting the band because he doesn't like doing the ballads. But the band liked money, so they kept doing the ballads. Cash rules everything <laughs> around me. Cream. So Atari's uh, Boys of Summer is the cover song that, that blew them up. Yep, yep, yep. Um, they, they did a secret show at Java Jazz about, Java Jazz. 10, that place was amazing. about 10 years ago. Oh, and I, and awesome. I used to be plugged in with the manager there, so he would text me like when different stuff was coming through, and he'd be like, hey, right, man, right, right, right. I got a secret show with the Ataris. I'm not allowed to publicize it, but you you got to come. It's 10 bucks. Got to. You've got to see them. He's, he said they're going to only play new stuff. They said they've been in the studio for like six months. They just want to come and try out a bunch of new music, and they just wanted to play it in front of some people. I said, that sounds Amazing. awesome. So I go, first of all, 
the guy doesn't show he shows up five minutes late and i don't mean like late for sound check i mean like the other band's finished on time for five minutes no one's on stage then you hear him running on like him and the guitars are literally running onto stage with their gear they plug in they tune right there and they sound check right there so for the next 12 minutes do 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 sound check do 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 check 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 barely says hi says hey i want to thank whoever opened i don't know who it was but thanks great job like really you can't even learn a name on your way through the door they cannot so thanks for opening man i love me a small venue show too right i do too so then he starts playing stuff and it's some of the weirdest stuff ever and the intros for these songs are terrible uh it was this song was this song is about a a fork and kitchen spoon no 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 it was really weird so i'm I'm gonna get this mm. this song is about when my had to rescue my wife from my dad's cult and she almost killed herself because of it and that he, is a super intense intro. And then he plays the song, and the song actually sounds poppy and kind of happy, and I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. I'm, I'm confused like, here, guys. This is very weird. But the whole time, there's like 30 people in the room, and they're calling Boys of Summer the whole time. What is this 8-bit he's playing? He's like, Boys of Summer! Tarks. Boys of Summer! And so finally he goes, look, man, I played that song for like two years. I played it like 2,000 times in two years. That's it. I'm done. I'm not anybody's monkey. The next time someone said Boys of Summer, I'm out. And the guy who opened for him actually opened on a on a piano and guitar was like going back and forth. Yeah. Did pretty good. And he's in the back selling shirts. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. And so he's selling shirts and like, he I'll actually play goes. It. He starts singing it from the back of the room. He's like, I can feel you. And he's yelling it though. And he's actually doing pretty good. And then and the guy from the guitars goes, There, there's your boys of summer. Nobody else asked for it. You just got it. <laughs> so he plays two more <laughs> He plays two more songs. He's just getting like ruder and douchier and ruder. And finally I'm the guy. I said, I, I got to do it because this guy, I like. I couldn't believe just how awful the experience it's was a, becoming. It's Atari's eight bit show he's putting on. So literally, I just go, "Boys of Summer." He goes, "Who was that?" And I raise my hand because I don't care. Kick me out. That's fine, man. Right. Like, Thank you. Be that guy. Put me out of my. Ministry. And then he walked away. He did. He goes. <laughs> oh he goes. That's who you can thank. I don't care. No one and, else was carried. And he literally turned around and walked off stage. Um. They turned the lights on. They'd already played twenty minutes over what they said they were going to do. He thought, I don't, like, I don't know. It was the worst experience I've ever, it was the weirdest thing. I got bamboozled into a concert one time. Yeah. So, uh, I like the Counting Crows. Okay. Great band, right? I would, I would see them. So, my roommate at the time, uh, a band by the name of Benjamin Sam Houston, <laughs> he, uh, he said, hey, man, there's this concert, and Dallas has what we have here at the Pavilion. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, the Counting Crows are playing, dude. And I was like, okay, we're getting a bunch of people together. Let's go. It was like during the summer. I was like, oh, awesome. Let's do it. Um, I get there to find out that the Counting Crows are opening for John Mayer. <laughs> at the time, I hate me some John Mayer. Well, I was I was so mad. I bought a John Mayer trucker cap and then like crossed out the John Mayer and wrote a line through it and wrote Counting Crows on top of it. <laughs> that's a pretty good. That's luckily, a pretty good my hat. luckily my good friend Did Beth. You keep the sm- hat? Yeah, I don't know where it is now. Luckily, my good friend Beth smuggled in some whiskey between her breast and we just got hammered during nice. the John Mayer section. So I got a buddy of mine who really wanted to see Muse. Tell us in 30 seconds. I love the Muse. Muse was playing. This is before Muse was big. Oh, God, they were opening that. for My Chemical Romance oh, on, on the Black Parade Knights of uh, tour. This okay. is pre-Nights of Sedonia, yeah. And so uh, he's like, oh, man, I, don't, I hate My Chemical Romance, but I love Muse. He goes, there's no way Muse is opening for My Chemical Romance. Yeah, they did. Because he knows music. Right. He, so he knows the Muse is a big deal you know, overseas. So he shows up intentionally late, hoping to miss My Chemical Romance. Doesn't happen. He walks on stage, and My Chemical Romance is playing Black Parade. So he and I have been given a mess all week. I was like, dude, I'm telling you, 
My Chemical Romance, they're the headliners. Right. It's their tour. Right. So he texts me. He's like, yeah, My Chemical Romance just played Black Parade. They're about to go off stage. And then like 20 minutes later, he texts me, and he's like, I can't, even, I can't even tell you what he texts me because it's all expletives. But then he was like, My Chemical Romance opened with My Black Parade. <laughs> <laughs> he completely mismused and had and was there for the next hour and a half while they played both albums. Concert <sighs> diverted. Destroyed. <laughs> He was didn't have a chance. So unhappy. He walked in to hear their first song and every song after that and was like, <laughs> this is not what I wanted to do. Uh, what I don't want to do right now is take a break, but we have to. Womp, womp, womp. So when we come yeah, back, I don't want the we're going to get into me. the weekly top three. I don't think that they'd understand. NerdThugRadio.com. <laughs> Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. Hey, this is Joey Savage. You can contact us live during the show, facebook.com backslash Radio, or hit me up on Instagram, joey.savage15, or tweet at us, tweet, 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 at radio.com during the shows, or just during the week when you got nothing else to do. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from hero clicks to Dungeons and Dragons. From Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny, they've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family-friendly and great-to-go-to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. I was waiting in the bushes of love. Something's waiting in the bushes for us. I can just listen to that song for 12 minutes <laughs> and just watch our reactions. <laughs> Do you know one of the YouTube clips of it is literally that song for an hour? Yeah. Yeah, like 10 hours. Yeah, they always have the 10-hour versions of everything. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Who's the, who's the person who does that? It's Nico. Uh, no, it's not it me. Is, it that's is, too much work for it's him, somebody actually. Like, no. yeah, that's, it's somebody more driven than Nico, but exactly like Nico. Welcome back, Nerd Thug Radio. I, I am El Capitan, that makes Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Uh, I don't know DLG. And uh, you listen to us on Juan Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Just a station. And uh, worldwide at... IRLoneStar.com. Catch the podcast at NerdThugRadio.com, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Stitcher. Or your girlfriend's cell phone. Boom. Google Play Music. Um, You can also catch us on the Twitter, the Tweeter, at NerdThugRadio. Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. Get interactive with us. Uh, Tag us in your favorite Chuck Norris meme this uh, coming two weeks. To win two tickets to Conroe's Taste Test Fest. Taste Test Fest. We made up the name. I think it's Taste Fest. It's the Lone Star Convention Center. I mean, it could be either one. It works both ways. It's going to be dope. So you might want to win those tickets and eat free food for three hours. I've heard it's called the Southern Copperhead of Good Times. It really is. (laughs) Dangerous. I heard a really good... snakes, I see. I heard a really good Would You Rather today. Okay. I'm not going to say it now, but I'm going to write it down as we speak. That way we can do it one time. (laughs) Eating food for a tremendous amount of time just made me think of this. Oh, I heard this one as well. It's a good one, It is a good one. It is a good one. I'm I'm not going to forget it. I'm out of the loop. You rather food slash (laughs) (laughs) notes in the middle of the show. Nico, are you ready? Nope. Of course not. We are in the middle of the. Corey, are you ready? You want to do something? Yeah, we'll do something here. Okay, here we go. You want to beatbox? Uh, Yeah, okay. Okay, 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 all right. Here we go. go. Stand up for this one. Stand up. Here we go. (laughs) Get ready. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, 
Nerd Thug Radio proudly presents to you the music of Corey DLG and the beatboxing skills of Joey Savage. I like it. It's like a, it's like a Miami Vicey kind of. I like it. Miami Vicey. This is really spicy. Here we go. Dropping beats. We're doing top threes. We're hanging out. We're arguing. Having fun. Nerd Thug Radio on the FM1. We're just doing this. Doing it like we do. Podcasting this. Staying true to our roots. Internet fun. Going big time. We're going to be movie stars before we're doing our time. Boom. Weekly top three. Weekly top three. That's pretty good. Yeah, you know, every once in a while I do a good one. Nico doesn't know the top three. Nope. You know why he doesn't know the top three? Because he doesn't answer text messages. That's right. Exactly. You beautiful. This was in the group text. Did you really not read the group text today? No. By the time you saw it, it had to have had like 15 text messages. You don't feel any sort of like, oh, there might be something important in there today. Maybe. Nope, I'll just go play Vanguard with my friends. I know. He's looking at me right now like I'm the crazy one. (laughs) Yeah. Like... (laughs) Why I, re- I don't, I, I honestly... Why are you being so mean to me? It's not like I'm, like, you want me to do effort for the show or anything. I don't Come have anything on. to do with my life is over. All right, so, Nico, <sighs> Nico are you ready for your number three? Worst is first. Worst is first. Nico, go. All right, I got nothing. Hold on. Okay. Wait, so, try to, I gotta find it. Nope, here we go. So, this week's weekly top three. You've got three seconds once I say this weekly top three. You yeah. ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm not ready. Do the it. weekly top three this week is your favorite aliens and any kind of pop culture go any kind of aliens um xenomorph aliens i really thought he was gonna if he read it he would find a way to get three rick and morty aliens i know i I immediately was expecting like mr me seeks right away right right okay xenomorph good one good one good rebound why why is that your number three nico yeah why um they're just terrifying like everything about them like every aspect the way they mean the way they are made every part of them but what are they but what are they? They're, what are the xenomorphs? They're like a parasitic drone. There's aliens from the movie, the series Aliens, aliens. which they do have a movie coming out here in the next couple of weekends. Covenant. Covenant. You know what's kind of cool about that one is I, I realize in the like, first preview. Michael Fossenbender's in it? Well, no, because he's supposed to be like tying this all together from Prometheus, blah, 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 blah. This is supposed to be a sequel from Prometheus. Also Danny McBride. Yep. Yes. So Danny McBride, but also that it's a, colon, like it's a colonization Mission. Space exploration. Right, mission. right, 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 right. I thought that was kind of interesting. The idea that like there's a bunch of people in cryostasis. Right. Yeah. Right. This so is like this is the first attempt at a colonization. So it's basically if you took and the movie aliens, aliens, <laughs> aliens, and the movie Passengers, and put them together. I really need to see that movie. Alex Savage watched it on our flight back from uh, Atlanta a couple weeks ago. She said it's really good. People <laughs> still walked off. <laughs> That's my favorite joke. <laughs> still walked off. <laughs> That's that's a good. One. That is a really good joke. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a good one. Nico. I'm proud of you. Yeah. So Alien Code. This past week was uh, National Alien Day. Yes, There's it was. A bunch of tributes on social media to Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. He was in the movie Alien. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna Shout do, out man? Shout mm-hmm. out to Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nico, your number three is uh, the Xenomorphs. Uh, Xenomorph. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, good choice. Corey DLG, your number three. My number three is a very specific alien. Okay, okay. He is the blue-skinned star man named okay. Michael from the Starman series. Blue man, star Michael from the Starman. Is that yeah, your favorite comic? The star Michael's from, blue man. From the Starman, yeah, yeah. So, please elaborate. So in the Starman series, uh, the writer does a really good job of explaining how there's been about five starmen in the history of the, the name Starman in the comic book universe. Okay, okay. And okay. briefly, he does a really good job of tying in all the old DC continuity. So, Continuity. so briefly in the 70s during the disco era, there was this blue-skinned alien who had a star on his chest who was Starman for no reason. 
Awesome. And so they tie this guy back into the DC continuity, into this Starman legacy. Okay, okay. And basically, they tell his story. He's the last of his race. He's being hunted by some other people. Da, 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 but, uh-huh. he's, but he's actually a really peaceful guy, and he went through something really stressful. It kind of was going through, like, PTSD, and so he didn't speak for, like, 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, so he's just been this, like, weird blue guy, been hanging out in Star City, just appearing randomly. Star City. Star, and then he Star gets City. drawn to the Starmen because he feels like a kindred spirit with them. And then he helps them on their mission. And he's actually he's actually a really cool character when they flesh him out and they kind of when they reveal the whole story for him, it's a really cool story. Um, but he actually has like a really weird friendship with Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy. Um, this is before Born on Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's very uh, Rocket Raccoon Groot. Okay. With that, Solomon Grundy is like a peaceful Groot. And then I hate this guy is like a, like a calmer Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> Solomon Grundy, I hate Mondays. Born on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. But anyway, so that's Blue Blue Star Man. Blue Star Man. Blue Star as Man. As I was going Star through Star Man. Yeah, as I was going through the list of my favorite aliens and trying to like narrow it down to three, I realized there was a bunch of just bad evil aliens on my list. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. Okay. Like, there's such so many bad aliens. Like where are the good aliens? It took me a while to find good aliens. What I didn't want to do is I didn't want to go with anything Star Wars related. Okay. I wanted to stay away from that. I really tried to stay away from just Marvel Comics, DC Comics in general. Okay. Um, and just trying to stretch it out in different aliens and different versions of pop culture. Oh, man. So, so the, where did you go with this? So my number three are the Cylons from Battlestar Galactica and the prequel uh, Caprica. Okay. Um, they're just hell-bent on destroying humanity, like, all across the universe. That's very rude. Yeah, very rude. They hate very they rude. hate humans with a passion. Very rude, and uh, they basically become like El Rude, like um, what do you call it? Androids. Yes, and they become so good at like looking like they're human, they forget their Cylons until like something is triggered, and then they go all apeshit crud. Yeah, they start having they start having like sleeper agents and stuff. Right, right. I, I like them. I don't a even lot. know I'm an alien. Yeah, right. I like them. I like them a lot in the uh, Caprica prequel. Like I'd never seen any Battlestar Galactica. And then I want to say probably like four or five years ago, they came out with Caprica, which was the prequel of how Battlestar Galactica got to where it was. And right. they released it all. Or it came out as on Netflix. So I just like binge watched it for like two days. You know, that, like, holy crud, this is good stuff. You know what that made me think of is uh, Westworld. Right. With the robots. Right. And so then I started and then I started watching Battlestar Galactica. After that, I was like, man, this stuff's really good. Like, I need to watch that. Like, I hear good things. Why haven't I been watching this my whole life? Where have I been? Where have I been? So the Cylons. Uh, alien robots. Okay. That's kind of okay. my yeah. numero tres. Now we're going to get over to Nico DLG. Have you figured out a number two? Yeah, the uh, bureaucrat aliens from Rick and Morty. <laughs> All the bug dudes that uh, uh-huh. run the federal, the uh, galactic government. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Okay, I'll give you that one. So they, they're just kind of really funny characters because they're just, they're, they're like representations of like regular people. But they're bugs. But they're bugs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just true. really funny. It's true. They take over planets and feed everybody pills. Your yep. pill ration for the day is 85. <laughs> <laughs> anyone have anyone leave room for a pill souffle? <laughs> <laughs> but they have they have uh, robots that work for them. Right. Like, yeah. Robots working for bugs. It's just so weird. <laughs> Space. Yeah, it's such a sci-fi like trope. It's wonderful. This is why I love it. Is kinda, it very so much, much is. You said the Sashwan sauce? It's from a movie promotion? It's from a movie promotion? <laughs> this, this is delicious. great stuff. <laughs> So if you haven't seen the new pranked Rick and Morty season three, episode one that came out April Fool's Day, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This actually is the Full first episode. episode. It came out unannounced, unpressed, and they literally just released the first episode on Cartoon Network and didn't say anything about right. it. Right. 
and then you couldn't find it anywhere when it came off the air. Cartoon Network wasn't airing it. Nope. Not, not the but Hulu. You can find Netflix, it. Yeah, no, nothing. I couldn't find it anywhere. You, I didn't even know it was coming out. And you text me and you're like, dude, guess what I'm watching? Right. And, and it was an April Fool's I was joke. like, oh, okay, well, it'll be on Hulu the next day. Nope. Wrong. Right, that's actually what you told me. I was like, okay, cool, it'll be on Hulu. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. But, Incorrect. Uh, in that episode, they, they go pretty hard on the Szechuan sauce from 1998. <laughs> and we talked about this last week. We did. But just the bugs are funny. Like when he's sitting there and he's got the little tentacles in his chest that are just like wiggling and when he yeah, gets all excited. excited. Yeah. Oh, man. What a great, what a great aliens. Nico, you know, every time I just want to slap you and fire you, you just come through with some good stuff on the fly. Here. And violence and termination. Yeah. I mean, what else are we going to do with them? Calm down, honored. But xenomorphs and then, uh, see, you went to evil aliens. Both times too. It's it's hard. Well, I mean, right? some of them are good aliens, like uh, Michael the assassin. Michael the assassin. <laughs> That's fair. Fair enough. Fair Who enough. Morty does kill? He does kill with a car. With he had a, a family car. <laughs> we don't really have time to get into Corey DLG's second. So uh, you got a minute? You want to filibuster for a minute? Yeah. Anything you want to talk about for a minute? Yeah. Let's just remind everybody that Go. it is snake season, and the Texas coral snake is apparently dangerous because the red and the yellow are touching. Right, so... Um, ignoring the black polka dots on it. There are six venomous snakes here in Texas. I'm going to read the first two, and I'll let you do the last four. Sounds okay. good? Yeah. We have the Western Cottonmouth. We have the Western Diamondback Rattlesnake. There's the Southern Copperhead. The Western Pygmy Rattlesnake. The... What does that say? Texas Coral Snake? Pick, yeah, that's the red and black feller. That's, we'll just hold this up that's here. The color, that's the colored one. Yeah, red and yellow and color the, feller, red the, and black bottom back. What is this? Timber canebrake rattlesnake. That's too elaborate. That's just name. too many words. Why can't you just call him killer snake with a rattle? I want somebody to come yelling that out. Look out, it's a timber canebrake rattlesnake. Don't touch it. Don't touch that one. No, that's not that one. That's the western diamondback. Right. Yeah. You, don't you know, got it wrong. You don't know nothing, Grandpa. You don't know nothing, Grandpa. And with that, uh, we just filler bustered snakes. We're going to take a break. <laughs> come back. We'll get into uh, the rest of the weekly top three. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. NerdThugRadio.com Hey, this is Corey. You were just listening to our show, and I know you loved it. What you should do is go to NerdThugRadio.com and listen to all of our old episodes. Give us a listen. We're also on IRLoneStar.com, and you can hear all of our previous episodes of Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. I think my cooking's awesome. I've got her picture in my photo wagon. Keep it popping. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Joey Savage, Corey DLG, Nico DLG, and uh, right now we're getting we're in our weekly top three. Actually, we're in the midst of it. We are in the midst of it's it. our uh, favorite aliens throughout pop culture. The midst of it. The midst of it. And we're right at Corey. You're numero dos. So take it away. So my number two isn't actually one specific group or race. Okay. It is the alien races in the Mass Effect game series. Oh, okay, that's a good one. I was reading some I think articles it's the today. Asari, the Asari are number one. The, they are part of the group. Uh, they do some really interesting things in that, like Mass Effect Andromeda, uh, which is a continuation of the series. It's a good game, it according is a good to game. Elle Graves. I, I, uh, Psych! I know she was not. She had valid complaints about it, but I still love it. Yeah, hundred percent accurate. Yeah, I can't say bad things about that series, but um. But yeah, so they they went another way to make a really big and cool world, and in that world they have a bunch of different alien races that were already Shout interacting. Out to the Krogans, right? That were already interacting before the humans meet them. So when the humans show up, these guys are all in the middle of like their whole interstellar space opera situation. Interstellar, right? So they all have space opera. They have all different stuff going on. It's so like the Krogans are kind of like these barbarians who were overpopulating worlds, taking them over and taking them over, and then they nuked themselves in the middle of a civil war. And the Solarians are these, like, 
lizardy type people, and they just they're very advanced. So technology wise, they're super scientist types, and they decide the Krogans are too much of a, a threat. So they limit their breeding capability, and so now only one in one thousand Krogans are fertile. Oh wow! And so that greatly reduces the number of Krogans that exist, but not to the point where it sounds like Eastern Germany, right? Well, it's not to the point where they're impossible to find. Like Krogans still pop up all the time because they're so long lived. And there are still so many of them, even though... They last forever. Right, pretty much. And then there's Nothing there's a race forever. called the Turians. They're just... it's like, Every alien race has their cool little things. The Asaris are all female. Asaris. And they, they like... Their whole biology is completely different than everyone else. Like they came up with a lot of really cool ideas in this comic book, or in this series, in this universe they've created. And they do... Video game universe. They do video games. They've got movies. They've got uh, comic books out of it. No, that's great, yeah. And every time we do a top three, I always do my research just to see. I want to know where my, where I stack up against what the Internet's saying. That's so interesting because I never care. Not like, that, I, want to, I want to see where I'm at, but then also for the aspect of the top three to see okay. where we all stack up. And all so right. then we come to something like this. And I was reading a, an article. I think it was on Ranker. And uh, they are talking about the top 15. And the alien races from Mass Effect were in their top 15. So nice, nice. You were definitely on to something. Yeah, no, these are big deals. Like they're they're very cool. And they, they not each a have whole their, lot, but something. You, you got something. But each something. one of them has their own society and rules. Very cool. Very cool. Different stuff in the in the Mass Effect Andromeda. You you're going on a mission. And you just save the uh, like. I was Corey sleeping right there? You you save one of the alien races, popes. Like it's like a really like Ooh, an alien pope. Yeah, that sounds alien awesome. Pope. It is awesome. Like, I want to save an alien pope. Like the cultures. That's the closest to the pope I'll ever get. Right, it is alien pope. Yeah. So like they shows they're fully developed cultures that they've created with these different worlds. So it's really interesting. It's a cool. It's cool how much they world. I like world building. I think it's neat when people kind of create some new stuff. No, it is. And these guys go all out. Right. So, that's them. It's cool whenever you see something like that in a video game to notice that they put enough thought into giving background stories to and background even, characters. Not exactly. even background stories. It's like background cultures. Exactly. Well, like, well, exactly. Just real quick before I get to my uh, my number uh, two. We were talking about one day where you were reading like some pamphlet on some video game and they give like detailed history of like characters that you would never know unless you yeah you, you read these things about oh the game. yeah the overwatch characters. overwatch yeah yeah, yeah nico super. nico was telling me character history interactions and i was like i just shoot people I just shoot people <laughs> bro there's no story in that game so yeah. my, my number two it's a it's a full race but then one in particular and okay I, i'm just gonna butcher the, these names like crazy but the uh the blue aliens from avatar Okay. The inhabitants of Pandora. Oh, what are they called? Uh, they're called the Navi. The Navi. The Navi. The Navi. But then uh, the character that Zoe Saldana voices. Yeah. Um, that's like Natiri or something like that, right? Yeah. Natari. Like Natiri. Uh, Sierra. We'll call her that. Sierra. <laughs> but like, she's a, she's a beast in that movie. Oh, she's yeah, super. Just beast. all of them. Like they don't have any modern technology, and they're Basically. fighting these dudes with like bows, bows and, and arrows and. and it helps that they're giant, though. Yeah, they are really big, but then they have all these, you know, the whole unit, the whole planet, like comes together. The animals and stuff all fight yeah. too. Yeah, but come on, we like movies with strong female leads. And you know we, do. we do, we do. I've always wanted to hook up with a blue alien. Now I've got two on my list. What Let's about see. what about one that's like three feet taller than you? Okay, why not? Who death so just, just 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 hop into a body that's the exact same height? Oh, hop yeah. into a body. <laughs> I did not know where he was going with yeah. that at all. <laughs> just hop into a body. Into a body. Uh, so what do you think of the idea that James Cameron is about to make three, three of them. more? The next one doesn't come out until 2020. I read it yeah. I read it this past week. the final one won't come out until the year 2075. No, he's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like James Cameron's going to be a head in a jar. Yeah. I think he's getting them It'll all like like done because it's yeah. going to be like 2020, 2021, 2022. 
When you read the history of, of Avatar, he started creating this in 1994. Yeah, this was originally supposed to be his follow-up to Terminator. Uh, no, no, no. It was uh, Terminator 2. Titanic. He was going to film it, and it was going to be his next big thing after Titanic, James but Cameron. The, the but he wrote, because he, he wrote like an 80-page summary of this movie, like in 94. And so then Ash is like, after Titanic, I'm going to start working on this. And then he said he realized technology wasn't advanced enough to create this world that he wanted to create. So he's like, we'll just have to wait until we get there. So and then they got there. <laughs> so he's been working. He started this in 94. We're in 2017. That's a long time. 22 years later. Well, M. Night Shyamalan. I watched a little bit about him today because um, so it's been sufficiently enough time. The movie Split uh-huh. ties into the movie Unbreakable. And they're going to do a sequel. And they're talking about doing a third <gasps> movie. Yeah. He tied it back. He tied it back. You mean his good movies relate to each other? Shalamalan. And he was talking about how he has this notebook full of ideas. That's just Shemalians. Keep writing them and, and just like he just some he goes some of them turn into movies and some of them right. it's gonna get real complicated. You come up with a hundred ideas if four no, stick you're good. It's, no, it, it's probably not. It makes sense that they're in the same universe. Anyway, uh, let's yeah. Let's go, Nico. You're number three. All right, number, number one, one. Number the one. The Sesame Street Martians. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the the blue and pink guys that are like <laughs> those oh, guys. I do remember those guys? Oh, they're so great. That's your favorite alien? Yeah, dude. They're you so started great. off so strong. I know. Of course. I had to disappoint you. This is my goal. No Mr. Meeseeks? No nothing? Well, Mr. Meeseeks isn't an alien. He's an interdimensional being created from a box. I'm Mr. Meeseeks. We would have let you have it. Yeah. We, we would have given you a pass. Yeah. I don't want to do the same one twice. Same Rick and Morty. <sighs> when you You've f- done whole top threes from Rick and Morty. Right. Uh, yeah. The Who's your favorite sidekick character? Morty. Okay, Lawyer he's Morty. your number three. <laughs> Lawyer Morty's number two. Right. <laughs> Morty seven one three five is number one. Right. The one true Morty is uh, number three. We're skipping over you. All right, Corey, yeah. what's your number one? Um. So my number one is the scrolls. The scrolls. Ooh, you know what? Those were those were my honorable mention. The scrolls. Secret Invasion is the only reason why, though. Like, if it wasn't for Secret Invasion, I wouldn't care about the scrolls me, at all. Hold on. Let me sidetrack real quick. Okay. I just need fifteen seconds. Okay. If you've never read, if you're a comic book fan. And you've never gotten a chance to read the Secret Invasion storyline. Don't do it. What I want you to do <laughs> is I want you to personally message us on the Facebook. I will set up a one-on-one with you and Corey DLG. And you can listen. <laughs> we'll get a group of us together and listen oh, to him. It's so like soothing. Tell I, the story I, I, I of feel Secret like I'm Invasion. Being... Like I'm being filled with the knowledge of it like is my amazing. <laughs> like I had re- I've read the, the Secret Invasion as we're driving back from Louisiana Con. Corey's telling Zach and Nico who haven't really read the story. Like, the whole bit. And I'm just like, dude, this is better than reading the comics. Like, I feel like I know what I'm talking about now. I feel like we should get Corey, dress him up in, like, a uh, military, like a, like a, a military outfit and just roll him in front of a bunch of kids and let him just tell the story Secret Invasion like it really happened <laughs> and film it. Talk about great. the invasion of the scrolls. But, yeah. like, see, I love do I love telling Nico, like, sports stories. Right. Because he has no frame of reference. No, none at all. So I love telling him, like, when we were talking about, like, Vince Young and then immediately Cam Newton upseats yeah. Vince Young's best year ever and... Like I, I like I like doing that. I would I would I would. You're you know a good. What? You're a good storyteller. I am a good storyteller. That should be our next like vlog thing. Yeah, you explaining the story to me. Corey D explains the world. And it's like every week, I just explain something different. But you have to like explain comic book stories, but don't tell anybody they're from comics. Like they're real history. <laughs> like they're actual stories. Corey D L G talks alternate history from Earth three. And you like use everyone's like real name. Some weeks I do history. Some weeks I do Marvel comics history. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So this you, one time, you, Steve. You talk, yeah, you're talking to your buddy Steve. Talking. So me and my buddy Steve, Bob Reynolds. We were going to look for our friend Bucky. Yeah, <laughs> it got real dicey when we ran into this guy named Johann Schmidt. 
Yeah, you choose everyone's <laughs> real name. No one would ever know. World War Two. <laughs> I do like that. I do like that. So my number one. You ready? I'm ready. Man, I was a huge the Sesame Street Martian. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. I was a huge fan of this this, this show as a young lad. The Uh-oh. Sesame Street Martian. I, I probably didn't understand what was going on at all. <laughs> I even had the, like the entire bed sheets and like blankets and stuff. Alf. Okay, Alien I didn't know where you were going with that. Form. Alf. Okay. Alf. Alien. Yeah, he always wanted to eat the cat. Yeah, right. <laughs> But he was a really cool dude. Like, if you when you start like paying attention to what's going yeah. on, like his whole planet got blown up, and you didn't even like realize it at first. But he was like a Is that uh, true. Yeah, his planet got blown up by a nuclear a nuclear war, and so he was just. But he was out in space because he was like a space patrol guy. So he was like a military guy. <laughs> so he, his planet. He's, he's hitting out in like orbit, and then right. his whole planet just exploding. His planet blows up, and so then he follows this weak radio signal and crashes into Earth right into their garage, and then lives with this family. <laughs> He even got to meet the president. What a messed up show. Right? <laughs> like, it's supposed you find to be... Out real, it's real sad. It, yeah. It, it was a com- It ran for, like, 99 episodes, I believe. It was, it was like, a wow, comedy. They couldn't, they couldn't give him the 100, eh? Well, it got to 100 in, like, three because they did, like, six one-hour specials that were broken up into... That doesn't count. So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it was supposed to be a comedy, but as you go back and watch it, like, you can see the tones of, like, the family being, like, super scared. Like, what happens if someone catches us with an alien? Like, our whole lives could be ruined. Nothing is funny about this so far. But I love that show. I, but it, I remember Just it being a sitcom. Right. Like, as you're talking. Funny like, alien. Right. Can you imagine you're on patrol in your little space car by yourself? Like you're taking a lunch break, eating a donut, and suddenly. Your, your whole planet blows right, up. You look back and you're no home. Right. Gone. You get, you get a text message. I love. Blah, 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 blah. Nothing. Like nothing. Done. I had a really long time to type out blah, blah, blah. Straight up. Straight up deleted. And you follow a weak radio signal all the way back to the to Earth and you crash land. First of all, he got all the way to Earth and then he crashed land? He crashed into Earth. Was he like drunk driving? Maybe. Yeah, he drank because his whole family died and everyone he loved. Gravity pulled him in. Everything he knew, everyone he loved. Gone. All of it. In an instant. And his extra pants. And he just wanted to eat the cat. <laughs> the one thing I remember is from the opening credits, he He's puts chasing the, cat the cat in his mouth, and then like he has to like take it out of his mouth because someone's like, ow. He's always chasing the cat yeah. all the time. Why must I chase the cat? Why let's, must I be like that? Let's chase out to a break here real quick. Nothing but the dog in me. When we come back. We're going to get into our Nico DLG segment. It's going to suck. <laughs> Hey, this is Joey Savage from Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3 on 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. All right, guys, we've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from Hero Clicks to Dungeons and Dragons, from Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny. They've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family friendly and great to go to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. We fought that beast. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the captain, really Joey Savage. 
I'm so happy that's on video. I'm Corey DLG. Nico DLG. Thank you, boys and girls. Boys, girls. <laughs> you listen to us. <laughs> FM's 104.5, 106.1. Just a station. Worldwide DLG at IRLoneStar.com. Catch the podcast um, at NerdDugRadio.com um, or iTunes. Go to iTunes, leave us a review, and say, hey, you guys hey, are cool. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's right. Do that. And, um... Shout out to our homeboys, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Yeah. They uh, bring you the Nico segment here every week. Are they sure they want to sponsor that one? <laughs> I mean... Nico? We probably could have gave him a better choice. What do you have for us today? All right. For today, I wanted to talk about how great of an experience Louisiana Comic Con is. I know we slightly... We covered a little bit of it. We did that in the first segment, Nico. Yeah. All right. Okay. I That's know. fine. Let, let the boy talk. Let the boy talk. Let the boy talk. All right. Go ahead. What you got? Okay. What you got? What you got? So, we all know that the first... Overruled. <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm just kidding. And my segment's over. All right, Fake. see you guys next time. Uh, play the music back up. No, I'm kidding. Accurate. Cue the music. No, Cue go music ahead. Uh, all right, go ahead. I'm... So, this one was a much different experience from the last one. Very different. It was super different, because the first one was my first road trip. Oh, it was so much fun. Without and your family. Without my family, this was, it was such a big deal. And then this time, it was just like... I felt like we were just in such a big, like... We're like, this is the middle of things. Like, this is the swing of things. Like, this is such a time of the year where it's just really exciting. Because comic conventions are such a, like, super fun thing to do. And we got, like, three of them coming up. I know. It blows my mind. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. You're right. And uh, you know what I liked about this one? And since no one listens to this segment, we can talk more about it. Okay, go ahead. Is uh, last time we went to Lafayette, we, we stayed with Zach's brother, Hagen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Shout mm-hmm, out mm-hmm, once mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but this time mm-hmm, we got a hotel room. Mm-hmm. And so we couldn't just... Let's go back to Hagen's house and hang out and sh- play ladder golf and shoot a gun at carrots and right. corn and, you know, drink beer all the time. Right. We were like, what are we going to do? Because we just have a hotel room. Yeah. And so we we ate out a lot more this time. Yeah, we did. We did. We uh, spent way too much money on food. <laughs> some more money on food than anything, anything else. else. Yes. But the cool thing about it was there's not a lot of, as much as we do this show, right, the three of us specifically, and then when Zach comes in. A lot of times, it's just everything when we're together is show-related. We're either working on new ideas, we're planning the future, marketing stuff. It's always business-wise. Mm-hmm. But this this was a, a fun time. Or we're playing D&D, so we don't, really, we don't really just sit back and just, hey, what's going on? Like, converse and just interact with one another outside of the show. So this time we had, a, we had so much, I did at least, because we're, we're eight, what, three or four different restaurants. So it's just the four of us sitting down, and we're just... We're shooting the crap and, you know, learning a little bit more and more about, like, I mean, I know so much about Corey, and I'm sure he does too, but, like, I don't know Zach as well as Corey does. Right, right. You know, and, like, we don't know Nico as much as Corey does. And they don't so basically know me. what you're getting at is nobody knows as much as Corey does. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> Corey you, knows so all. Really, really, this whole trip is just about you guys playing catch up with no, me. No, I mean, you, you, <laughs> you've tied it together because it's your brother. It's one of your best friends growing up. And your and cousin, my cousin. Your best friend who's a cousin. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just it was just fun, like, Getting more. That's right, folks. None of this happens without me. None of this. But we would survive without him. I am the son of this universe. <laughs> and then the chi- everything revolves around me. Then the whole chicken experience. Yeah, that was so weird because I was I was surprised you didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> I can't die. My stomach's made of nuclear waste. You have said that before. Like, no, you know anything. you know what's cool. Like, so you're right. Like when we get when it's all work related. This is such a such an us segment. This is so yeah, right. This is what we're we're letting. This is like, listen, guys, for all twelve of you that listen to segment seven, yeah. you're getting in some. You're getting personal with nerds like radio. Do, do people want to hear this? Yeah, they do. Oh. They people. I mean, 
300 people a week listen to the crap we talk about. That's true. Okay, I'm sure right. they want to know what's up with I, these I'm guys. I'm sure really. once in a while. Okay, all right. So, so personal insight. When we we spend the bulk of the time communicating with each other is about the show. Right. Uh, and we, we, we argue about it and we fight about it and we, we, we work on it. And it, it does. It gets stressful. And we're always, we're always working on something else. We're always trying to come up with stuff. We're always... In any, almost almost any time we talk, it is about the show at this point. Especially when it's all of us together. Right. Yeah, because it's so hard to get us all in the same room. So then when we are in the same room, we're either recording or doing something show-related. So the trip was so great because there was so much downtime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's only, it, it's only a three-and-a-half-hour drive. Uh, so we're all awake and we're all talking and just having these great conversations, jamming out to music on the way back, singing along to Sarah Borealis because that's how we roll. Uh, that's not true. That wasn't rolling in style in <laughs> Nissan Altima. That's right. Um, <laughs> high quality luxury vehicle. High quality luxury. Hey, vehicle. those kids were in a school bus. They would have right. killed to have ridden the Maxima. Limousine. We all Altima. live in. Ma- we're, we're not limousine. quite to the Maxima level. <laughs> Altima. But we, uh, yeah. I mean, all the downtime between the dinners and the hanging out and the lunch. Uh, I'm going to tell this story because I think this story is hilarious, and okay. I, I know everyone else wants to bury this story. Okay, go ahead. So we go to this Mexican restaurant. Right next to the hotel. <laughs> this is the butter store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like so, this. The story's great. No, so we go, go to this Mexican restaurant for lunch, and it's this right Mexican by the hotel. restaurant was cool. Like, yeah, man, we saw it because they have an ATST just out in, in the, the little the little two legged Star Wars walker is outside of their in their parking lot. ATST. Hanging out. We all took pictures. Go to nerdthugradio.com. Look under the photos section. And then when you it. walk in, the first thing you see on the left is a, is a is a Game is, of Thrones is an Iron Throne from the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in the back by the bar is a TARDIS. Right. So this place is like. It's nerd friendly. It's a little Mexican restaurant. They got soccer playing, baseball playing everywhere. Um, so you sit down and at the table. I had to go back to get my phone. Yeah. So you sit down. I don't have my phone. Crap. I'm going to go out yeah, to the car so and get gets, my phone. He, you get up and run to the car. So it's the three of us sitting here. The waiter has just walked off. And at the table, there's this tube of yellow liquid in a little squeeze tube. And so my first thought was like, man, I wonder what this is. And so we all kind of looking at it for a second. And I said, you know what, man? I'll go first. We'll figure it out. And they give you little individual bowls. Right. For your own. Salsa. Salsa. Turns out. We didn't Such know Such a good idea. Because there's no salsa at the table yet. Right. So there's just this tube. So my thought is, well, maybe it's cheese. So I squeeze a little in, and at this time, the guy has brought chips. So I take a chip, and I dip it in the little bit that I've squeezed, and it tastes kind of like cold cheese to me. So I said, oh, it's, it's cold. Did you ask him yet, or you asked him, like, after I got there? So No, we hadn't asked yet. I said, oh, it's cold cheese. And so Zach is like, oh, that's a good idea. And so he pours a bunch in his little bowl. And at this point, the guy who brought us the chips also has set down two carafes of salsa. And really, what's the intention here is that you take the carafe of salsa, you pour some into your own individual bowl. That way, you can double dip to your heart's content. Correct. The guy Accurate. who runs the chips and salsa to us, though, isn't our waiter. He's a busser. When he runs us the chips and salsa, I say, hey, what's in this tube? And he literally just goes, I don't know, man, and walks <laughs> off. So at this point, I'm pretty convinced that it's cold cheese. Then I show up. And so Zach is Zach has poured like half of his bowl He's going of to town cheese. On Nico pours like half of his bowl of cheese. I have a little bit in the bottom of mine. Uh, Joey's like, oh, is this cheese? I'm yeah, like, I was like, what is that stuff? He's like, it's cheese. Oh, it's oh, queso? Yeah. Oh, queso? I'm like, <laughs> Joey goes to town on it. So then we I, we all add salsa to it. And we mix it and we start to eat it. And the yeah, other way. Salsa's not mixing. Right? right. It's not mixing. Right. All of a sudden I started to think like, man, this is acting really much like an oil instead of like a cheese. Then I was like, wait, cold cheese would really kind of congeal in this tube. And so then at this point, the waiter has come back. And I say, hey, what's in this tube right here? And he goes, oh, that's our butter. <laughs> and all four of us have now 
made like a half bowl of a butter, butter salsa. Butter salsa. <laughs> and, and, it's like, this isn't good anymore. I don't like this. And we, we're all laughing at how dumb as a team <laughs> we, we all are. are. That literally the four of us, none of us went through any sort of process of thought on this. And the we, second, Yeah, the second best part about that is the night before, we decided to go to TGI Fridays for $10 all-you-can-eat oh, apps. This, man, Fridays. <laughs> and we ate is, until we were uncomfortable. <laughs> we, we ate, I didn't. But, I ate until I thought I was going to explode. So we get there, yeah, and, and Zach is just, I'll take this. And then the lady comes back and says, like, okay, now I want this and this and this. And he went through like 10 refills of food. He did, he did. Like, he ate so much, he was sick all night long, like literally all night long. So then the next day, we're getting ready to go to lunch. I'm like, man, I could use some Chinese buffet just right, just goofing around. He's like, oh my gosh, no, I can't take any more buffet. Like, I can't do a buffet. So we get to the Mexican restaurant, and the number one lunch menu item is the all-you-can-eat Mexican lunch. And that's what Zach orders. <laughs> that's what Zach orders. But then he decides to not refill yeah. anything on there. Like, I just don't want to be limited. If I want more, I want to be able to get more without having to pay for it. <laughs> so he paid an extra $2 to eat the same amount of food as the rest of us. Exactly. Then the next day, we get ready to leave, and we're going to, we're going to leave lunch. I'm like, hey, we can get Chinese buffet now, because that's what we did when we left Lafayette. We had right. Chinese buffet. It would have been, been a, a thing. It was gross. It's actually, dude, I cannot do any more buffet. And then the next thing he says is, there's a CC's over here. <laughs> like, so every Zach, day, he complained about how he didn't want to eat Zach, your entire life is a oxymoron <laughs> the whole time. I don't want I don't want any more buffet. Hey, let's get <laughs> by CCs. It's like what are you doing with your life? It's so funny because he he went out of his way to say every time he didn't want buffets and only ordered unlimited plates of things <laughs> whatever we had. Also when we went to Fridays, all the reviews were one star and I was teasing you guys about it. I was like this is going to be the worst Fridays ever. And then we get there and sure enough they have no draft beer. I I wanted to leave right there. <laughs> And then, like, she wouldn't bring – she didn't have any of the beers that Zach ordered no. off their beer list. No, The whole beer list, and he probably went through, like, five he went through five. He went through both ciders. Then he went through, like, a light wheat and then a dark wheat. And then finally, like, just bring me a white Russian. Right. You have that at least, lady. And it took a while to make the white Russian, by the way, but too. She, it she wasn't was super quick. cool, though. Like, she was, she was a really cool, cool waitress. And obviously it was $10 unlimited apps. Yeah. But my, I, my receipt had the bulk of the run-up <laughs> food on it. It was almost like a mile long for yeah, all of us. It was ridiculous. It's so great because they, they still have the totals of everything. So it's right. like it's like it's it's like you paid three hundred dollars of the food and then you got like a two hundred and ninety dollar discount. Right. That, yeah, because they definitely ring up all the food and then discount it as they're going. And so it, it looked. It, I had like eighty five dollars worth of discount on my on my just to look into the life of Nerd Thug Radio. Eighty five dollars discount. Zach's like I have to go to the tobacco store. He comes out with like a $10 gold piece and chain. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> He's so excited about it. And then he made me take a picture of him with his shirt off to send to his oh, wife. Oh, there's a really great photo of them together. Oh, that, that photo is phenomenal. I'm going to put it on the, Facebook. The, the photos that Nico and I took of the two of you taking the photo are yeah. the best. Because you're undercovers and you look I have like... My, I have my jeans and stuff on, but I'm undercover, so I look naked. He looks like... Joey looks like he's naked, and Zach is in his boxers... Posing for his wife, for his wife, and Joey is taking the photo, but they're both giggling like little <laughs> girls. And so there's like four photos. It of the... looks like, but they look so genuinely happy. Right. We were like, genuinely happy. It looks it like was... two lovers making like, like a tea commercial yeah. together. There's one <laughs> thing: if, if you don't know anything about Joey Savage yet, I am super comfortable with everything that's around me. Like nothing, like makes me feel uncomfortable. Like nothing except snoring. Except well, that doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> he just, just hates it. Just makes me not be able to sleep. So, yeah, me and Zach did attempt to sleep together shirtless two nights in a row, but instead I barricaded myself in the bathroom. 
And with that being said, we're jumping out to a break. We're going to come back and wrap this show up. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. This is Elle Graves, cosplayer slash prop maker, and I like puppies. This is Nerd Thug Radio. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I am one half of the greatest radio tag team in all of Texas. The Captain Joey Savage. Across from me, Suck It Zach, my heterosexual life partner. Corey DLG. And that's Nico. Hey, you guys. What's going on? That is Nico. Shout out. Okay, hand signs, figure guns. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Pow, 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 pow. Pew, pew, pew. No gang signs. So, uh, no let's, um, I'm not a gang signs. My fingers have arthritis. Oh, oh, my apologies. <laughs> so let's wrap things up. Okay. Let's do, uh. All right. See you guys later. Let's do another edition of right, Around the on. World in Sports. Yeah. We're going to go specific here. Let's go specific. Let's start with Houston Sports. Houston here. Rockets. Go ahead. Houston Rockets. So they had a very successful series against the Thunder. They did. Uh, now they're in the, they're in the middle of their second round here at this point. Um, they're about to start the second round here at this point. And what I what I really enjoyed was I was a little nervous about catching the Thunder round one. Yeah, me too. Because Russell Westbrook and James Harden have essentially run parallel seasons. All season. And I kind of feel like whoever won this se- this series was going to determine who had the better season. I think so as well. Now, I do think they're going to give Russell Westbrook the MVP. Probably. I think that's a done deal because averaging the triple-double is a big deal. It is. It is. I mean, as good as James Harden is, he, he does average... have a good cast. Right. Well, go well, and here's the thing. like, His cast is probably a little bit better than the Thunders. Right. But neither one of these teams are really playoff teams. Like, if James Harden or Russell Westbrook wasn't on one of their no, teams, definitely not. neither one of these teams is a playoff team. Well, we could be the eighth seed, maybe. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, don't I think, think we could have ended up at eight seed. I don't. I don't. Definitely but, not the Thunder. Definitely not the Thunder. But I, I, here's the thing. Averaging a triple-double is a huge deal. It is. It it's is. a big deal. So he earned the MVP doing that. But I, I do think the story of the season, like which one of them is going to feel better about the year, was going to be dependent on who won this. this matchup. And the thing about Russell Westbrook is he can steal a few games. Yeah. So he ideally, stole one. Ideally, <laughs> my fear going into it was that, okay, if we miss our three-pointers for three games in a row— and Russell Westbrook just goes off uh, monkey style, and like uh, Sam Adams is like he ha, just ha, monkey style. And next thing you know, like we're down two games. Like it would it would have been a really, but that's not what happened. It really and, was, and um, it was a really awesome series for us. Very dynamic. They did a very good job. I will say, I had one little complaint. Go ahead, hit me with it. Game five. Game five. We're down uh, eight points coming out of the half. Right. They interview Mike D'Antoni, and then they aired it. Coming into the third, the start okay, of the third. Okay, okay. He looked really confused. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Right. Like, he was like, we're playing great defense, but he's just making his shots and we're missing ours. So that's all it is. That's it. And, we, and so, and we like, just need to make our coming shots. Coming out of the first half, we shot, I think, 30% from three point line. It wasn't good. No, it was 31% from the field from three point line. It was awful. I think we right, were right. one for like 11 at that point. Not good. And so good. Right. And so, like, I could get him being frustrated. And I would love it if my coach was frustrated. Especially coming off of game four, where we were on fire. Well, Couldn't game four, miss. well, Harden didn't play a great game four, but no. Nene played Amazing. out of his mind. So, you come off of that where Harden didn't have a great game, and you come into game five, where and you no can one's seal having it, a good game. No, and so, like, but I plan fire. My best player is not playing right. But what I don't want to see is I don't want to see a coach who literally he actually said to the to the to the guy, 
to the to the interviewer. He said, he said, well, if you think you got a better idea, I'm more than happy to hear. <laughs> like, I don't want to. I want my coach to be like, look, we're missing our shots. They're making theirs. It's just a run. We're gonna ride it out. Emotions gonna die down, and we're gonna win this game. It's like, I want, I want calm. I, I don't know how we stop Russell Westbrook. Do you have an idea? Right. You don't have an idea. Hey, you guy over there, row 12, you have yeah, an idea? Yeah. How do I stop him? Oh, I don't know. Oh, are you selling beer? Do you have an idea? Oh, you're uh, selling beer. Okay. I do really like the Sell beer Pat team. Bev quote. They were him <laughs> he, and uh, Westbrook. They started to jaw at each other. And he's like, I score 42 points. No one can hold me. He's like, yeah, but you took 80 shots to get there. Right. <laughs> so Patrick Beverly apparently was trying to explain to Russell Westbrook in some uncivil words yes. how Patrick Beverly plays first team all-NBA defense. And Russell Westbrook was like, scoreboard, bro, I got 40 points. And Beverly was like, on how many shots, though? Took you 80 to get there. Which is an accurate point. The thing about Russell Westbrook now, especially on this Thunders team, it's very a la Allen Iverson 76ers. Yeah, definitely. Where they were just like, do whatever you want with the ball. It's okay. So Allen Iverson shot. He shot about, I think, a couple of years there, he actually averaged between 38 and 40%. Right. Like, it wasn't a good shooting percentage from the field. But they gave him the ball 45 times, right. so he was averaging like 30 points he took a game. 60 shots, and so he right. made 35 points a game. Right. And that's not what you want. Ideally, that's not efficient. But if you only got one guy who deserves to have the ball, do whatever right. you want. So and we're that's getting kind behind of the, uh, Westbrook syndrome. the Red Nation going forward here. Right. So we're, they're rolling around two. I, I think they can do this, but at some point, they're going to hit the buzz. They're going to hit Golden State. Right. Right. Um, I think Golden State. Which was fun last year. Hey, maybe this time it'll be more than four games. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so let's jump over uh, NBA or the NFL draft over yeah, the weekend. The draft was over the weekend. It used to be like one of the biggest deals in my life. Like I literally considered it a holiday. I did too. Back in the day when it was all day on a Saturday, but now yeah. it's spread out the past few years. When they went Friday and Saturday, I was still okay with it. Now it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Anyways, too many um, days. Let's just go round one. Let's yeah. talk round one for sure. Um, the Texans had picked 23, 24 to start I the think night. 23, and uh, they had previously coming into this given up a second-round pick to Cleveland to get rid of Brock Osweiler. Correct. So this first-round pick was super important because there wasn't going to be anything behind it. So round three. Right. And they traded up to number 12. Again with Cleveland. Again with Cleveland. And they took Deshaun Watson. The quarterback from Clemson. National champion, Clemson. How do you feel about this? Of the quarterbacks... In this draft, there was only one I liked, and it was Deshaun Watson. So there was three quarterbacks that went in the first round. Um, uh, for some whatever reason, the Chicago Bears traded up from number three to number two and, and gave up a king's ransom nah, to move up to It spots. wasn't that bad. They gave up two threes and a four. That's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's two threes and a fours, but it's not like they didn't give up two ones and a two to get there. No, no. But think about what you're saying. They gave up three draft picks. Right. No, to go up one. To go up one right. spot. No, the 49ers made out great. But yeah. I wouldn't say it was like, yeah, if you're, oh, if, my God. If you're the guy who hires John Lynch and Mike Shanahan Jr. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. If, you, if you hire Mike Shanahan Jr. and John Lynch, give them six-year deals, and in their first offseason together with the number two pick, they trade back one spot and get three extra players for it, you're, you look super smart. Like John Lynch calculated. Is, right. John Lynch is a safety who's known for knocking people's heads off and suddenly he's a general manager and suddenly he's trade savvy. Then he drafted a DT from Stanford that is like Well, you know what's funny is listen to the radio, all three members of the radio team thought San Francisco traded up to take uh, Oh, the Bears traded up? Yeah. Yeah, because for the They thought the Bears traded up to take the No, they did. So I was, I was took. So you were driving home from work and I right. was I was watching. Right. And they have on the four-man pit crew, it's uh, Mike Mayock, and then the other guy that's always there. Right. Um, 
uh, Eisner or whatever. And then uh, they have Stanford's head coach with them oh, and some okay. other guy. And so when they make the trade up, everyone thought that the Niners were going to take that safety, mm-hmm. the dude from LSU that's a beast. Oh, see, and so they were saying the DT is what the Bears wanted. No, no, the 49ers were going to select the safety. At two. At two. So it was like, okay, well, you know, if we move down to three, no one's going to take him. No one's going to trade up to take this guy, even though he's probably the second best athlete in the entire draft. Right. And so as they traded up, as the commissioner's coming out, all they're talking about is this DT from Stanford. And the head coach is just talking about how great he is. And the first year, he actually had to play out of position. He only played nose guard. So, like, this last year was his first year in his true position. Right. And he's just a beast, and he's fast, and blah, blah, blah. And then they come up, and the Bears say, we'll take a quarterback. Yeah, Mitch Trusinski. Mitch Trusinski from North Carolina, who's played 12 college games. 13 starts. 13 starts. He's played 13 starts. And he's the number two pick. And not only is he the number two pick, the Bears just spent a lot of money on Mike Glennon. On Mike Glennon. And then just gave up a lot of picks to get this guy. Yeah. There's now pressure. If you're the Bears, no matter what you do at quarterback, you're wrong. Because you traded up to draft a kid, number two overall, know, after the whole, and you paid a lot of money for a quarterback. After the whole thing, they're saying, because this kid could be great. But he needs some season. He needs some time. He can sit behind the veteran Mike Glennon, which I don't think Mike Glennon's that great. But well, First of all, Mike Glennon's barely a veteran. He's only been in the league four years himself. Right, so he's going to sit behind him in, in season. Veteran. So here's what happened to Mike Glennon. He just went from the potential future of the Bears right. to stopgap. You've right. got two years at best, Mike Lennon. Better make the best of it. So then you had the Chiefs who traded up and took uh, that kid from Texas Tech, who I wasn't really high on. No, I wasn't either. So I was super happy to see those two. I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe maybe you know, maybe Watson will drop all the way to us at 23. And then they pull off a trade. Right. They gave up a little bit for him. They did. They, gave they up, did. They did. Um, they gave up another first-round pick. But this guy plays when the lights come on at night, so hopefully – and He's here's the, the thing about Deshaun Watson. I thought he was the best quarterback in this draft. And most importantly, while his game tape isn't the cleanest, the guy's a winner. When the fourth oh, quarter yeah. when the fourth quarter starts, he looks at the scoreboard and then he tells his team, We're gonna do whatever it takes to win. What's the one thing that the Texans have always lacked at the quarterback position? Strength of leadership. And mobility. Yeah, mobility. No mobility. Too. I mean, Case Keenum had a little bit. Brian Hoyer had a little bit. Yeah. But you're bringing this kid who can make some throws. He's got mobility. Plus, I mean, look at the cast around him. I yeah. Mean, got, they got great wide receivers, a solid running game. The line's a little spotty, so you want a quarterback who can run because right. you're going to have to. Right. Uh, my my big concern with that is, is Bill O'Brien going to try and talk him into staying in the pocket? Yeah, that's going to be tough. Which I, I hope he does. I hope he just says this first year until we get the line thing situated. I hope he just says, Run. Run. A, I feel bad for my cousin, Tom Savage. He was really thinking he was going to get the starting nod, which you never know. He might, he he, might no, come he, out. He might. He might come out. A lot of people were saying how Deshaun Watson needs more time. Also, I haven't seen any. The Browns didn't. The Browns actually had a decent draft so far, and they didn't take a quarterback. So I guess Brock Yo is going to be their their quarterback. Uh, they haven't cut him yet. Yeah, they, they haven't. haven't they don't yet. have anybody else unless they go. What if they what cut if, RG3? <laughs> what if they don't cut him? And he still can't start over whoever it is that yeah. they've got. There and they right have now. to pay him all that money. Well, they don't care. I mean, no, the Browns. They're the Browns. They pay all kinds of people money for not playing. They're right. terrible. It's just <laughs> funny how the Cavs and the Indians can get it right, but not the well, Browns. Well, let's be real clear. The Cavs only get it right because of LeBron James. But they got it right. LeBron James. Who cares? They got it right with LeBron, LeBron James. That's true. But I, he, he forces that franchise to do everything. They yeah. never want to do it. And he's like, if you don't get me this guy, I'm gone. Right, that's and, awesome. And they're like, okay, LeBron James. Right. They're yes, like, sir, let's, LeBron. Let's yes, not sir, blow Mr. this LeBron. again. Okay, LeBron. 
God, it's so crazy. What's crazy is uh, we just made it through episode 45. And there you go. There's our ESPN audition. 46. Forty. I thought we were in the 50s. 50s. Oh, yeah, 50. You know what it is? <laughs> I went to put up episode 54 on Twitter, and I accidentally typed in 44, so then I had to like, erase it and start over. Yeah, episode 55. Wow. Junior Seau days. Boom. Here we are. How to get in there. Thanks for listening. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. I'm Corey DLG. Um, That's Nico DLG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are Nerd Plug Radio. Hashtag talk nerdy to you. We didn't even talk about the Astros. We no, we don't need to. They're it. great. They're, they're good. Check out nerdthugradio.com. Follow us on facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Old Star, Check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Yeah, contact Dick Schistler at dick at irlonestar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.